when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? Welcome to Waypoint Radio at E3, day one. We made it to E3. We, somehow we made it after we did E3. days of trying. Well, okay. well, you know what? I'm going to be honest. If I went home right now, I'd be happy. We'll get to why. Throughout. This is our chance, actually. Should we we can leave. Airport? We I- can leave. We can just go to the beach for two days. Nobody's going to know. Oh, shit. We can just go to the beach for Let's two days. Let's just Sorry, I have go a to the beach. I'm at the beach. <laughs> okay. Hey, y'all watching this? Don't tell you anybody. Hear, you didn't hear shit. Don't narc. You don't know anything. We're going to E3 tomorrow. Yeah. Actually, uh, I'm going to go see Resident Evil. So like, okay, let me know how the that's beach fair. is. <laughs> I mean, I think the problem is we that's all still beach. have good. Like, I want to go see Dying Light 2. Yeah. yeah. We, have we all have good tomorrow. stuff. They might be on a beach. Danielle, you're going to see Tomb Raider, Last of Us 2. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about what. I have an interview. You have an interview. Have that an part's interview exciting. With the co writer. So Did we cool. start the podcast? Yeah, yeah we did. Did you intro it? Yeah. Okay. I said we made it to day one. Oh. I'm also a walker. No, we're not. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. I sure right. am. In front of me is Rob Axelios himself. Axios? That's, we learned out that's his middle name. Alexandrios? Alexandrios. Yo, earlier today, we were like, what's everybody's middle name? And Natalie <laughs> just stood up and pointed at Rob Zachney and was like, Warren. <laughs> and it was. And that was wild. It was a deeply unsettling moment. It was it's really true. amazing. Also joining us, Patrick Klepek. That's everybody. Patrick Benjamin Klepek. Patrick please. Benjamin Klepek. Patrick Benjamin Button Klepek. He ages in he reverse. Ages, right. right wow. it, often feels it, that, it often feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go around the table and, and talk about some of the best games that we saw today. Obviously, we saw a lot of things. We can't be here until midnight probably because we ought to be out the door by 8 a.m. tomorrow. So we should kind of think about the big things. I just want to hear what you, everything you saw. Say the words, and maybe we'll revisit it down the down the line. You know. So let's start with you, Danielle. What what did you see today? I saw some cool stuff from Double Fine. Awesome. I will say that the things that I saw were knights and bikes, uh, kids, ooblets, and uh, a game called well, also Gang Beasts, like new content for Gang Beasts. Oh, awesome! But I'll focus so on. Oh, yeah, go ahead. These are all the published things, right? Yes, these are Double Fine Presents games. No Psychonauts 2. No Psychonauts 2. I know. That's, Probably next That's year. my, like, game of... They delayed it uh, out of E3 in addition <laughs> to delaying it out of your most anticipated <laughs> like game of 2018. 2027. So tell us about <laughs> these other games, Ooblets, Nights yeah. and Bikes, Kids, I'll and... I'll talk a little bit about Kids, because I, I don't sure. think people have heard about that at all. It is an iOS game from a studio called... Uh, Playables, I think is the name. Uh, they have an animation background. It's like a tiny two-person studio. All these sort of uh, Double Fine Presents games were all from two-person studios that also have contractors for music or, you know, right. something else, basically, in the game. But very, very small studios. Uh, and this is a sort of interactive art game where you're interacting with these tiny little people. They're almost like stick figure drawings of, of people, like very sort of monogendered, like little stick figure people. And it's very much about, the pitch was like, 
It's about life. It's about death. It's about the things in between. It's monochromatic, black and white. Is it like... So I played yeah. another game by that team yeah. at an event at Judges Week. The kids was also there. The one just, that was about sex. The one was about sex plugs and plugs and plugging in. Plugging things. <laughs> plugging things in. It was like, what? It was, it's about sex and it's uh-huh. like, it almost looked Baby. like, it almost looked, yeah, <laughs> it's about you and me, but all the good things. Like all cyberpunk. Things. Like cyberpunk, which we'll get to. <laughs> which also had sex in it. Um, yeah. um, it was like a, an animation project that was turned into a game exactly. where like people had like plug heads and they were plugging into each other and they were finding plug outlets where you didn't expect them to be. Oh, it was like almost like a early '90s MTV like liquid television animation. Yes, sure. Is it that does. Still a good, it's very very it's like much Anne, in that vein. Is kids like that too? Then, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it is, and it's much more about like crowds and sort of follow the leader kind of Ooh. stuff. And it's also it's a little dark. Uh, okay. There's definitely a lot of like jumping into holes. And not in the fun way, like in the plug game. Ah, <laughs> in the less fun way. Uh, but it was really cool. I, I love stuff. <laughs> exactly. Follow the leader like the corn song. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, everybody's a freak it's on the leash. Second, I just made a freak on the leash joke yesterday. <laughs> oh, good. See, so, this is why we work together. There All day that. I dream about sex and plugs. And plugs. So, you right. Know, exactly. <laughs> My favorite Limb Biscuit song. Exactly. <laughs> you know, thank you. Uh, so what else was it? So that's yeah, that's kids. That's cool. out now. That's out soon. That's out. They were all 2018. Hopefully, okay. That was pretty much the whole thing. And and we did talk a little bit about like work practices and labor practices there. That was good and awesome. Like, oh. We we're I think we're working on a bigger piece about that here. Right. I'm not so. going to go into that at all. Yeah. It was I, just sort of like I, no one's going to. We're I can't run the piece now because Danielle right. said she's going <laughs> to. She talked to them about labor. So now it's dead. We're going to kill. Okay. The piece. Well, kill it now. Uh, no, it was, yeah. It was cool. Yeah. It was cool. Uh, you know. Uh, Double Fine Presents, they're very much about, I asked them about, you know, like their values and about the sorts of things that they want to instill in the studios they work Ooh. with. And, and, you know, they said things like interesting aesthetics and unique things that we haven't necessarily seen before. Right. And also instilling somewhat of a sense of uh, quality of life right. issues. We, so. We've had a lot of conversations lately about STEAM as a curator, right? Yes. And, and it's obvious for, I mean, in some ways it's more obvious, I think, about publishers as curators. It's like, hey, what is your vision? What is your voice? What is What are the types of games you would like to publish. Did you find a through line with the Double Fine Presents Absolutely. Games? Yeah, and, and Greg Rice, uh, who was uh, instrumental in that sort of effort, was talking specifically about, like, we're always looking for unique aesthetics. We're always mm. looking for things that speak to us as people. You know, he says, like, as human beings, like, things that actually speak to us on a human level, like, things that, right. that work for us, basically. And things we haven't seen a million times before. So kids really stood out, apparently, to a lot of the teams. Another thing that stood out was Nights and Bikes, which is a really, really adorable, almost... I, I, you, it would fall within the sort of Zelda 2D-ish, Zelda isometric world. Generally, it's a you know a, an action-adventure right. game starring two girls. They have really cute names. It's like Nessa and Esmelda or something yeah, I played like a that. version of cute. this last year at, like, the... There's an indie night at Judges Week. So Judges Week is always, yeah. like, here's, like, big games from big publishers. And then there's one night a week that is, like, a bunch of grad indie devs get together and host a bunch of other indie devs. So it's, like, very established people like Nathan Vela and, and like, Greg... Yeah. Who are like, oh hey, we have capital. Like, let's have a night where really cool up and coming. Yeah, the game of Capybara Games. Yeah, right. Sorry, one yeah. of the yeah, studio yeah. heads there. Yeah, right. Sure. Uh, and so, Nice and Bikes was there. Yeah, and it seems so cute. But that was a year ago. So I'm curious, like, what your impressions are. Like, explain what that game is. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, again, like a, a sort of isometric uh, 3D. I guess it's 3D. But, you know, basically from a very far point of view, looks a little bit like a Zelda-like, but it's about two girls who are friends who live on this little island that is going bankrupt. And they're, they're it's like sort a of, modern setting. Yeah, oh, it's God, a modern it's setting. It's real. Or it actually might be 80s. Because they right, definitely but, had like a game console that was like... Sure, 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 sure. Looked like an SNES maybe, but... Um, 
Yeah, and they sort of run around this island having adventures and exploring. And it looked very exploration heavy, which made me very happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like two kids who uh, much of the pitch uh, was about, hey, they're kids, so they're young and they want to have adventures and be right. cool. But they also want to be too old for the things that they are doing. Like too cool for school. Exactly, That's which good. was very, very mm. cute. It had a lot of style. I know style. that exact moment in yes. childhood. Yeah. Like 12, 13. Yeah. Like you still you like still those kid things. You still actually want to be a kid and you're getting anxious that it's ending, but yeah. at the same time you want it to end. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And which was really, really cool. Like it, E3. Yeah. Exactly. Just, every just every year, that. E3 is being 13. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Looks so cute. Uh, I'm really excited for it. Again, all these games are 2018, hopefully. Right. So, oh, yeah. and then Ooh Blitz is Ooh, one Blitz. of the cutest games in development right now. Yes. You said there was a dance battle? Yes. So the main thing they were showing, so I, I set saw... Up Ooh Blitz is? It's cute. Sure. It's cute. Austin, you're cute Farming. too, but sometimes uh, we got to explain you. you. Yeah, it's sometimes nice. we got to yeah. explain. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you go on a podcast, you got to explain Austin. Right. You know, it's all That's right. true. Uh, it's basically a town simulator with a lot of Pokemon elements, and it's very, very cute. So you go in, you have your little person, uh, and you can customize your person and their clothes and their, you know, sort of their presentation and everything. And you meet the mayor, and the mayor's like, here's a seed. You can farm this. There's farming elements, too. That's the other part. Okay, right. so it's a like town simulator, farm simulator, and Pokemon. And, Pokemon, and all the battles. Like Animal Crossing, Pokemon. Yes. Dance battle. Like Harvest Moon, Harvest maybe? Moon, Harvest a little Moon, bit. Stardew. Yeah. I, think, I would say, I think we're in Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Like, Harvest days. Moon. Gone. See ya. Oh. See ya. See ya. <laughs> yeah. That's Starting how the guy from out. Comic Zone said see ya. <laughs> it is. See ya. It is. good at the end of every level. Anyway, Ooblets. Yeah. Um, the main thing that they were showing today, so it was mostly, that's the only one I don't think I really got hands-on time mm. with, but they were showing a lot of like actual meaty B-roll of gameplay. Uh, and the whole combat system is dance battles. So instead of sort okay. of selecting, you know, the way in Pokemon you sort of select your abilities, you sort yeah. of select your fighting moves, instead you select dance moves and they actually were sort of showing this they were showing like super in depth like the you know necessarily but it's a turn-based system where it basically works like combat only it's extremely cute and instead of like hitting things hurting them through dance no they're getting discouraged and annoyed (laughs) by your by your like amazing moves and these are little ooblets doing things which think pokemon but they're all plants i mean some pokemon are plants obviously but like they're little mushroom true. people or little yeah, wow, true. flower wow. people. I never thought about Pokemon that way. Makes some, you think. Some of them are keys. Shit. Some, some of them are, are keys. Some of them are lanterns. Some of them are garbage. <laughs> some of them are garbage. Some What's of them your... are farts. Isn't there like a gas cloud that's basically a fart? Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, there's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like I, coughing is... Coughing. That, one, that, one, that one farts. Sorry. Coughing. coughing. <laughs> right, farts. Coughing, mm. coughing farts. Gotta make sure I say it right. Yeah. If you're coughing farts, let me tell you, you gotta go see a doctor. <laughs> Means your mouth is an asshole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I get you. All right. <laughs> but it looked really cute. I'm very excited for it. I think this is going to be, if, if they sort of make good on the promise of all these different systems. Yeah. And, and they were also uh, saying that everything kind of feeds into everything else. So you can win a dance battle. You get a new seed to make a right. little plant. And that could be a new ooblet or it could be a new, right. you know, dance right. move sure. or something like that. So. I am very, very interested in this. And it and it's adorable. Of course right. it's adorable. Also targeted. Very colorful. 2018? Yes. Okay. I think all of these were 2018, hopefully. Cool. I, I just briefly want to point people to a thread. So there was no Animal Crossing today. It was one of the things that mm. it, the Nintendo Direct people were hoping there'd be a full Animal Crossing. There was not. Um, Janine Hawkins, occasional Waypoint freelancer, did a really great thread of games like Animal Crossing in that or Stardew that sort of like soft but like work focused or like, like growing things and growing and, things yeah. objective based sort of like right. task management, task management. Oh, uh yeah, yeah. 
Janine has a fucking incredible name for this, and I always forget what her genre name is. But she should, if she's in the chat, it's, she should it's say something like knitting games. It's not knitting yeah, games, but it, but it has, has that a, idea it's like, of like like patchwork making or games or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, you, you remember from she's written about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In any case, that's Ooblets for me is on one of the high is high on my list of an upcoming one of those yeah. because the aesthetic is so. It, it it feels so fresh. It feels so like tied to the aesthetics I already see on places like Twitter and Tumblr, um, and it, its vibe just is, is like really comfortable and welcoming. Yes, very much so. Very Super very excited so. about that. Very excited about all those games actually. Cool. So. Yeah. You see anything else today? Yeah, I sure did. I played Ori. Oh, awesome! I played Ori and the Will of the Wisps yesterday a little bit. Yeah. What was your experience with it? Yeah, mostly. Uh, you know, they showed me the gameplay that I, I'm pretty sure you guys had the same thing. The sand level um, mm-hmm. that, that is apparently a few hours into the game, so you have a couple of your abilities at that point, right. but not yeah. you know not everything yet. Um, and then they kind of let me play it and you know tear around. It's in pretty the world. as fuck. Oh my god, it's, it's so pretty. gorgeous. They were talking a lot about sort of the lighting model, and they were sort of showing examples of, of how all the lighting is dynamic. So if they had the, did you have the, uh, like the sword, basically, yeah, like a spirit yeah, arc yeah. or something, yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. call it, and, and how it sort of, they were just sort of showing how it shines through each little part of the environment, oh, sure. which was really cool. Yeah. I know it's a small thing, but I, I, Those I had a tech things, director, they actually. They all add up. They all right? add up. Yeah, so they absolutely. often don't even notice them. Like, so that's, that's why games think, work. So yes. it's funny, so you had a demo where someone explained to you why, like the improvements they made. I, yesterday when I was explaining why I liked the game and why I thought it was prettier, I specifically said, I can't actually articulate to you <laughs> sure. why I think this game is more beautiful than the original, but I know that it is. Yeah. I just can't tell you. And so that's how that stuff works is like yeah. you don't notice how the lighting bounces off you know things dynamically right. unless someone sits there and points out like hey watch the way the arrow like goes against the grass yeah it, right. was, it was really cool yeah uh, to see you that. use the hammer at all I fucked around with a lot of the abilities a little bit I a forgot that you could switch abilities until like halfway Me through too. and I was like I hit a button it was like oh right wow. you have this whole wheel and of I powers. burned through all my mana or whatever and then all I had left was the sword and the, the hammer and I was like <laughs> I'm just gonna fucking hammer some fools it was fun there you go that yeah. fucking underground like monster that goes through the sand mm-hmm. hit, hit that thing with an energy hammer a spirit hammer whatever oh, it was. he was in the sand like it's not even out there fighting it was me. trying to fight me wow well, when was he it went though? into his territory I guess that's true I guess I guess I should have just stayed by myself <laughs> well Ori you know Ori's a friendly guy he it's me Ori oh Ori I just want to make friends and go digging in the sand that's, I think that's what Ori Whack. sounds like <laughs> Whack. I wanted to kill things in the sand I just wanted to kill all the I'm sand. just a humble Ba- ba- That's the thing. I asked. Mom. I asked I'm just what kind of animal little... he is. And? I'm just a humble cat monkey. I don't know nothing about this multiple <laughs> serpent homicide that y'all are asking about. This wow, e- country lawyer over this, here. Uh, yeah. This energy sword? Oh, this is my grandfather's. Hasn't seen service in... Not since the war. Blood drips off. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the war of five minutes ago. <laughs> when I killed your brother. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I mean. Uh, um, Ori's oh, a friendly, I'm just, happy game. I'm a happy Ori. <laughs> Would you like some tea? Come on in. <laughs> Closes the door. Whack. Whack. <laughs> hammers. No one ever gets out of that fucking forest. No, that's it. You're in that forest forever. You know what the will of the wisps is? Or in the blind forest is in blind because you're dead. Because you're dead. <laughs> Ori, <sighs> you know, Ori has a, a dark backstory. Apparently. I mean, know. yeah. I watched the beginning of that first game and I was like, <laughs> I can't do more. This is too sad. So. I almost cried actually I did. today. In, oh, like, the, not, not in the first game, but like just today sitting there. You know, E3 gets to us. I, I, E3 I get gets you. to us all. 
And so I was like, you know, there's crowded, it's hot. I was just sitting down and just watching the trailer again. They were like, yeah. I promise we're just we're gonna do gameplay, but like we're just gonna show you the trailer real quick just to get the tone right. And I was like, there's a little thing with the baby owl, and I was like ready to start bawling my eyes out. I'm with you. Game. I get it. I told you, like, I was we we saw the Smash Brothers stuff and the Breath of the Wild song in a Smash yeah. Brothers trailer got me like, okay, it's gonna be okay. Gonna go see some games with robots in it. Throw, put on that Kingdom Hearts trailer again. Well, that shit again. Give me that anime shit straight in my veins. You, so, you get excited. You, know, you get excited. You get You know, a little bit. <laughs> I can't believe they norted Elsa. <laughs> someone, on, someone on Twitter, uh, uh, I got, you know, some Kingdom Hearts fans coming Ooh. at me. I played those two games, all right? Uh, the two? Excuse me? The two that matter. <laughs> that's not what I hear. I hear the, there's one that no, matters. That's what I hear. It's true, on PSP. True, true Kingdom Hearts fans know <laughs> you only have to play one and one two. One and two, and that's it. There's a really good tweet going around by, by a friend of mine named Paris who was like, man, I hope that they just straight up ignore all the shit in the side games. They just bring that in, and they don't even mention it. They don't even try to explain it to people who didn't play the side games. Fuck it. That's what these games are about. <laughs> bring in all the all the side shit without any explanation. Just pretend that you knew that what it was. That sounds right. Like sounds yeah. right to me. Like anyway, there was someone, someone who was upset uh, saying that the stories are actually really straightforward. And like, I've heard that. They had a lot of all caps in the response to me, and there was a lot of exclama- uh, exclamation marks. And I responded with just, Norded. <laughs> And then I got blocked. You've been Norton. Wow, you got blocked. Yeah, blocked. Wow. You maybe you should have played more. Maybe you should have played them again. I mean, maybe it would have been if I was writing Norted the way you were supposed to. Maybe oh. it was if I was uh, canon accurate. You're such a troll. Aqua. Oh, such a troll. Believe, can't believe it. Well, Ori is a force. Aqualung. Did Ori get Norted? Oh, I hope not. Does Ori have no, silver would, hair? Is would, Ori evil? That's what happens when he, when he kills the snake thing. Oh, he becomes Norton. When you murdered him. Yeah, I guess I, I did. Emphasizing, like, I'll play it your way very much more than, huh. than the previous game. Like, all these different powers and, like, all these different paths. Sense. So, like, it, for you, yeah. you norted Ori and uh, when you committed <laughs> horrible, horrible homicide. Snake murder, yeah. yeah. Nordicide. So, Nord- Nordicide. That's what happens when Aqua gets norted. It's a Nordicide. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> Wouldn't that be when you... Did you see anything else? Yeah, I saw... I saw uh, Super Meat Boy Forever, right? Which I loved, awesome. actually. I already mentioned it on the Periscope, but very, very briefly. Right, it for is, who don't know, there was a Periscope we yeah. did earlier today, so you can dig through if you want to see like immediate impressions. Long, it was yeah. a short little check-in, yeah. but little, little bud. Uh, it's an endless runner, but don't please don't like turn away just because of that. I thought it was actually like really rich. Uh, the movement felt really good. Uh, I was having a really good time with it, and uh, he was showing off a sort of like it has handcrafted level. levels. Yes, exactly. So it's, 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 it's so when you say endless runner, what you mean is that. You don't con- directly control left to right the character. It's right. always running. You're always but the running. levels themselves are have beginning and ends. It's like runner. And they are, it's yeah. like bit trip runner. Yeah, something. it's just a right, run- It's right, more right. just it's a runner. Right. It's um, a runner. Yeah. It has an end. You know. There it are ends an end. of those Like levels. you and me. It's a runner. It's a runner. You're all runner. They get yeah. up so early to go running. <laughs> Sometimes. I go out there Let's do what I do. Just don't sleep. And then don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, I wandered out here at 8 a.m. and was like, why do you look so bad? And I'm like, why were you running? Wait, didn't you like drink conditioner or something today? No, that I was didn't your know. drink conditioner. <laughs> that was my thing. I forgot to wash the conditioner out of my hair, got out the shower, and then was like, oh, no, no, shit. <laughs> didn't you drink conditioner? I like that. Also, to, to get to Danielle's asking of that means there's a view of you that which it's I've possible heard. that Yo, you fuck drink. It, man. Go, go, go. <laughs> You couldn't cy- sleep. I love cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. Fructis sounds delicious. <laughs> That's all you need. 
Uh, so, that, that was good. I, I really one? liked it. That was my day one. Awesome. I played a lot of really good platformers. Awesome. Um, all right. Yeah. I started off the day with some some smaller things. I had some other stuff. There's one game I really want to talk about. I mean, there's a couple games I really want to talk yeah. about, but let me do some small things first. So, mentioned this in the Periscope earlier, but I played Tunic, the game with the fox. Cute fox. Cute fox thing. Uh, super. I, I'll talk about this more, I think, in a week or something. Uh, not for embargo reasons, just because I don't want to. Hang, uh, hang here. There's a, in bunch, the story. there's a bunch of smaller games that yes. we played. And we'll, like, we'll jump ahead like of them. Killer Queen Black, I played, but like we're we'll gonna talk, talk about, about that on Monday. On Monday after mm-hmm. E3, Tunic is one of those. Fox of the Sword, Zelda meets Dark Soulsy combat in some ways, with a little bit of fez, with a little bit of fez, a little bit of like, hey, what's that weird rune glyph over there? Mm. Huh. Okay, so we'll talk about that on Monday. Uh, I also played, and this one's maybe a little more interesting. Generation Zero. Or I didn't play it. I saw. I saw a demo. I did not play it. Generation Zero. Um, Avalanche, the new Avalanche game, one of several new Avalanche. So they, games. yeah, they're doing Rage, Rage Two, Just Cause Four, <laughs> yeah. and this. This and seems this. to be coming from a small team at Avalanche. Uh, it seems experimental for them in a couple of ways. One is it's so it's a co-op first-person shooter. Hmm. I thought it was a co-op like Left for Dead first-person shooter where there's robots. I don't know if you, any of you saw this 1980s Sweden? You're playing I saw the young trailer, adults. Yeah. Very Simon Stalinhog inspired, but like mm. a little. I did that throughout last week. Um, but it's actually an open world first person shooter co op that you can play with a friend. I, I don't know how many friends they. I for once, you know, there are questions you don't want to ask. You don't want to be like, "How many people is this? How many guns?" You don't want to be that person. And, be, and also, but sometimes there are those questions that are on the line where yeah. it would be useful to yes. know. And you're like, "All right, someone else asked that one, so I can ask the thing about youth." Or whatever right. bullshit I give a fuck about, but no one asked how many players it was, so I don't know off the top of my head. Good. I could look it up. I'm Wait, sure someone... you refused to compromise your mystique? No, it was just like the, then time was up. You okay. know, I asked the question I wanted to ask. You know, okay. in the in the group round thing. Anyway, so that game has such a cool setting. It's 1980s in Sweden. The way they talk about it is like there is this sort of end of the Cold War moment in Sweden that's really fascinating. They grew up with, you know, boomboxes and American genes and a vision for the future and science fiction and this, this like, feeling of – this feeling of possibility and stuff. And so that's why you, you play as young adults. You play as people who are, like, 20, 21. Um, you come back from a boat trip and a robot attacks your boat and you wind up on the beach and then all the people are gone. And you're like, where the fuck do the people go? And instead of there being people, there's robots. Um, and, you know, you're kind of scavenging for weapons and supplies and gear, and the robots have a sort of Horizon Zero Dawn thing. Uh, very Boston Dynamics. Very Boston Dynamics, very oh. industrial-looking robots, um, where you can kind of see, once you get an upgrade, you can kind of see where their parts, what where their components are, and they're all made of components. Again, mm-hmm. very much like Horizon, where if you shoot their lens out, they can't see you. If you shoot their, you know, the, the hydraulics on their legs, they move more slowly. Um I think that there's something there. It it reminded me that Avalanche also makes those hunting games because oh. yeah because they do right. we talked we talked about, about this. I was like, oh, you already have this engine. They're using they're using the, the engine that they had that trailer for at the PC gaming show, um, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful. It's got world. some draw distance. It has some great draw distance to that trailer. That trailer said draw distance. There was some draw distance. There's like little little Swedish hamlet on the bay. You know, really beautiful. I really don't like the enemy design in that game. I think those robots are really boring looking, unlike the Boston Dynamic ones, which kind of capture this really foreboding sense of like, oh, that thing's going to fuck me up. It's is, not that, the, is that part of that animation? Part of its animation. Design. Part of its animation. But I don't think the robot dogs look that good. And I also think that the robot dogs, I know that the robot dogs attack you by like shooting you with a gun. And it's like, don't Bite go me. to robot dog. Bite me, dog. Bite me, dog. 
Yeah, bite I mean, me, fight me, dog. Fight me, bite me. <laughs> fight me, bite me, and like it just kill like, me, it's, kiss me, kill me. Right, the, my favorite Batman song. It's good. Um, the there is something cool about like oh a robot dog just unfolds a Gatling gun off the side of its back. Sure, but then when she like stands in the road and shoots at you, it's like mm, fuck. Like I want this to be something else. And you know, there's some stuff there that feels systemic of like throw a boombox to draw attention to near where the electrical box is, and then shoot the box, and then the that's pretty all right. It's neat. But Does like, it feel like there would be a lot of like rich systemic interactions in these encounters, or is it? It's also a systems-driven like, game. Yeah, like think about the way the enemy's design works. Think about the way the, the enemies patrol and stuff like that. that but you're just not going right. to stand there in the road and draw down on that robot dog with the Gatling gun and shoot it. Yeah, like, that's what you do. You got like mm. they get like a rifle and then you shoot it in the head and it dies. Okay. And it's like one of those things where it felt like you know I think a lot of people there's lots to like in Horizon Zero Dawn, but almost like Red Faction Guerrilla with my experience with Horizon, I ended up having like upset like exact way I dealt with basically every enemy in that game that had to do with a certain arrow type and then a follow-up. This feels like it's poised to feel the same way where it's like, oh yeah, this is my universal solution to these fights. Um, I just wish the designs looked a little better too. I just, I, like, I, I, it's, people make games. I, I hope they have time. I don't know when that game comes out. I think next year, I believe, early next year. Um, but I think there really needs to be some work on like making those, those creatures, those monsters, those robots feel either more familiar and therefore like it's weird that they're dangerous or making them just look fucking dangerous and move in ways that are dangerous and surprising so What's the name of that, again? that is called generation zero Ooh. Um, what kind of music's playing on that boot box it's like the so the, the music the music no uh, they should i only saw the, the music. music i only saw the throw it once so maybe it's just as random the first time it was like this bubbly like 80s pop but there's also there is a really good like synth dark synth soundtrack All in the right. background that's just like mm. in the back uh-huh. and it's, it's subtle enough for me to like it where it's like it's not just like the Drive soundtrack, which is a good soundtrack. Sure. It's, I've heard it for years now. It's like a variation on that where it's like a little a little more subtle, a little more low-key, and that it worked. Can't wait until Generation Zero soundtrack beats out Ori and the Blind Forest 2s. Why are you going to oh. fucking do this to me? <laughs> this is a fucking old Brad Shoemaker beef My with favorite me. beef, though. It's a good beef. It's just so gloriously petty, and it comes up every six months on that fucking show. What was the game that beat it, though? Was it Splatoon? Or was that the next year? Oh, no. It was Splatoon. Splatoon was probably something No, it was Splatoon. Splatoon has a dope soundtrack. It really it's good. Does. It's good. It's really yeah. good. It's really good. Fight me, Brad. I saw Brad today. He's, he's good. Um, what else did I see today? Uh, <laughs> I saw Ghost of Tsushima, which... We'll get there. Well, no, I'm just gonna, I don't have What's to say What's the name much. of Shadows Die Twice? Sekiro. Good. Sekilo. 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 Okay. <laughs> Shadows Somebody sample that, please. There's like, a reason I song. always call it I'm bad at the Shadows Japanese Die R. Twice. I'm so bad at the I Japanese I can't R. do it. I, because every time I think about it, then I you can just say Sekiro. Th- overthink. I just, I hear Miss Fujimoto being mad at me for not being able to pronounce the fucking R again, just oh. like in freshman year. So I try to do it. You, you took okay? Japanese? No, it's fine. Yeah, I took Japanese for a year. It's fine. Well, of course right. I did. But Japanese. Yeah, I did. That was exactly, of course I did. <laughs> of course I was, you did. I know wall scrolls, but I took Japanese for a year. <laughs> Right. Um, uh, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima demo. The Sony like behind closed doors demos are just the videos from the event last night with some Q and A. With some Q and A, no playable. Which no they will not answer. Or you know what? I did not insist. I did not say, "Hey, can I touch this for judges?" But no play. I couldn't. I I couldn't play it and then talk about playing it. Certainly, right. Um, the uh, the more frustrating the the kind of like. They talked about the game in that meeting and, like, walked through some of their goals around the beauty of nature, the sublime beauty of nature, 
and like the historical moment and you know they didn't want to use a real person because that would feel insensitive to the real because it's a real no battle. supernatural no which supernatural was a question stuff. that we got at the end of the trailer not Single knowing player, if that would be a surprise totally. I, I'm I'm happy that there's no and this is what they say because, but, I don't know if I believe well, I guess who knows but but uh, especially as a, a contrast to Shadows Eye Twice I'm glad yes. that there's two slightly different approaches to, to samurai that kind of game, and that right? and yeah exactly so, so neo 2 also coming, yes, coming yes, next yes. Year. and then you know single player no branching narratives no choices no like i'm going to do this or this at the end of a quest um single player i mentioned uh they kept describing it as being like anthology based which is an interesting way to just the the dev who was there whose name I forget no no not who I, I just said ooh oh like because that's because <laughs> um, that's, very, that's what cool I think they idea. meant was there were side quests mm, that's I mustn't too yeah that's what they meant they that's didn't not really what anthology means no agreed <laughs> um I don't know it was it was a weird vibe in the room that wasn't combative but like. They didn't tell us anything. We were like, can you talk to us about the combat? It's like, well, we're really happy the same system works for multiple fights and on and duels. Okay, well, like, what do you do? What button are you hitting? Why, oh, we're you, not talking why, about why is that it right slow? Now. Yeah. Why did it slow down and use your special ability? Like, well, tell me about that ability where you slow down and, like, slash three dudes. It looks cool. What is it? We're not talking about combat right now. Okay, well, are we my leveling up? What are we doing? And, like, I, it's, it's just tell me that ahead of time. We all have lots of appointments. Just be like, yo, don't even you know it. If you watched it, unless you really into it and want to ask some questions about the big picture, the sublime beauty of nature stuff, like which, which you know, maybe sure. I would have, and maybe, I, but then I would go in knowing that that was the expectation. Right. And, and I heard the same thing was the you know true. This last of us demo, there was a, a reporter in front right. of us who I saw later. Right, he was rolling his eyes because he was like, yeah. it's just the trailer. Right. Oh, I did forget one thing that was different. It was in localized Japanese, which okay. was was cool to see that they had that. Also, the person giving the demo was like, does anyone here speak Japanese? Oh, no. You, just, you told me about and this. I was, and no one said yes. Or one guy was like, huh? And it was like, no. And he was like, all right, cool. You're going to say what they all say. You're going to translate as it happens then. And the guy was like, um. What? And so then they got to the part of that demo where, like, the two characters are heading towards the monastery. And they speak to each oh, other in Japanese. He went to the woman. Yeah, he went to the woman who's the archer at that point. And, and they say something about going to the monastery in Japanese. And the guy's like, all right, so translate. And he's like. They're going to the monastery. And he did not want to play along. And I was very happy he did not want to play along because there's a version of that story that is way more uncomfortable. Yeah. And they just dropped it at that point. Already uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. It's a bad so, bit. It's a bad bit. It's like, I get it. You're like, we got to do bits. We got to keep people well, the way, sappy, the way, the way to do this bit is to like, to like make that guy feel uncomfortable in the demo and go, I'm just fucking with you. Like, we're not going to make you do that. That would be ridiculous. That'd be ridiculous. Right. Right. That <laughs> gets you funny. on your toes. That's funny. Without being weird. Oh, yeah. gosh. This reminds me. Just random aside. Please. Years ago, there was a StarCraft tournament. I think it might have been the last StarCraft tournament that uh, North American Star League ever ran. So, NASA, they're based out of Toronto. But uh, their regular translator didn't show up. And so they have all these Korean players and they don't have any translators. So they just like basically poll the audience. It's like, yo, uh, does anybody here like uh, speak Korean? And this one poor bastard, uh, uh, Korean Canadian is like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess. Or somebody, or somebody like dimed him out and was like, yo, like, my you buddy. Know, Scott here. Yeah. Like, oh. And I met this guy. His, his parents speak it. God, I met this guy years later, no. and uh, I wish I remembered his name. But so he, they, they just like. Threw him up there? Yeah, they basically bum rush him and just like oh. push him onto the stage. And this is a live stream. Like, oh. and it's, it's, Nassau's going out of business. So like, it's a packed house. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's like seeing off Canadian StarCraft in style. And, 
the guy admitted later to me, he's like, yeah, I, I speak a little, like, enough to, you know, converse yeah. with some relatives yeah. and shit, but, like... Or if, like, someone said something, I could kind of give you the gist of what they said. He goes up on the stage, the lights come up, the interview starts, oh. and he does not... The words that are speaking no longer even sound like a language to him. Like, it completely, oh, like, buddy. complete brain wipe. Like, it is just... It is just noises. Like, he loses whatever Korean, like, he had. And so he just... But then... He de- like he's up there and they're right. waiting. So he starts like he tries to fake it, oh, and he starts no. like he, he just starts like trying to like if I were in these in this position like what would I sure. say? Yeah. It seems like a thing you can bullshit. It's a you know it's yeah, a Q and A. But the problem is there's so many people who because it's StarCraft like yeah, this is a course. fan community right that. Handle translation issues for years and years and years. Oh, so, ha- so they like, see right through it. Shit ton of people oh, are immediately like, what the fuck is this? This, this guy like, this, this, the guy's not this translating the questions. Guy. He is not translating the answers. Um, and the guy just got fucking dragged. Oh. It was amazing. Oh, Scott. So there is, so there is the bad version of that of that story where the bit, like the bit, is not al- not allowed to die, and somebody's God. just like, oh. I better somehow use context clues to try to fill in this entire narration. Did you hear it? It's a small. It's coming. It's coming for us. Speaking, speaking of music, of bits, <laughs> speaking of music, uh, Banksy is in the chat. Uh, <laughs> And Banksy says the other games that beat out Ori for that year for for best soundtrack were Metal Gear Solid Five because of all the licensed music. That's uh, that's ooh. that's robbery. I think that's in retro. I didn't, listen, don't blame it on me. I didn't fucking vote for it. Who voted for that? It may have been me. Uh, oh. And, and Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Eh. I yeah. Brad had a great argument, which Ori was I like the music. Well. I like uh, Danny Baranowski's music is terrific, yeah. but. Uh, Ori, come on. Ori's great. Splatoon. Um, I, I would have voted. I would have voted Splatoon to be clear. So was the weird vibe at Sony a bit like? Did you get the vibe that perhaps it was the next day after a night where everyone realized they'd made a terrible mistake? Oh yeah, and it was uh, a night of fighting and uh, like recrimination. Well, no, because this and, was not from the. No, no, no. When I say there was a weird vibe, I don't mean among Sony people. Sony people were kind and nice yeah. and good, and like we had a, a great. Uh, it was a perfectly fine visit. I like seeing the folks there. Yeah, it was just. The room expected something. Like the restrictions that were put on I should, the presentation. I should be clear. It was also a room of senior like games reporters. Like I, I don't want to. I don't have to name names, right? But it's like people across the field who I know have been in this for combined years of thirty or forty or fifty years. Just the people I knew in that right. room. Do you know what I mean? I, fuck it. It was Tatillo. It was Andy <laughs> McNamara. It was just Joho. It's like and me and like we've all it's been. People here. were like, all right, we saw that demo. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the game. Yeah. yeah, and like, and I can't. I'm not speaking for their. I don't want to say that like just because I know these people, I can read them super well or something. But that was the feeling in the room. It was just like fucking. But to you, it felt like they they weren't even willing to talk about the shit they were showing. They weren't even willing to engage with like unpacking. I think exactly they said that there was lock on combat. I think that you could lock on. I think that was one thing that they told us. Okay, and it's just like mm, I want more, which is a good thing. That means I want to see more of this game. That means I think that game has potential. But like relative to. They worked like, with historians. That was a cool thing. They, they've worked with historians and academics about that period of time. Like, there was stuff about the I mean, broad I'm, picture. I'm that just I saying, like, relative to, like, a game like Cyberpunk, and we'll get to that demo we'll later, Holy where it's shit. like, wow, that's how you I mean, do a demo. Or we can talk now about the other one, which is Anthem. So we're going right. to talk about Anthem. Danica, Danica, can you let people know we're about to talk about Anthem? It's Anthem time. It's Anthem time. It's Anthem time. Is there, Take like, an Anthem, like, anthem? we can do, like, a little tiny musical interlude of... 
Dun, dun, dun. Anthem time. That's it. You got it. You know it's an anthem. Take me home. No, sorry. <laughs> wow. Everyone had just like sort of forgotten nope. that song. It's in my brain now. Actually, take, brain take now. me home to Anthem. Take on, me home honestly. to Anthem. Yo, so that was okay. So there's a lot of ways to do a PR, to do a meeting at E3 where you finish it and but no matter what, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, you're polite, you're professional, and shake you go, hands. Shake hands. Good luck Thanks. with, Good luck with everything. Great work. Yeah, Crack you a know. joke. Ah, have fun doing this demo fun. 900 more times. Yeah, exactly. Ha ha ha. Cool missiles. Yeah. Like, nice. Um, and then you walk out the room. And I was grateful to have Patrick there today. First of all, I didn't know we were both going to get to play. I, I 100% thought it was going to be a handoff controller type right. thing, or like they were going to guide it, and they're like, oh yeah, you could shoot the missiles this one time. Right. Uh, Instead, it was like, it took a long time for it. Like, we showed to our appointment. Right. It was like, we waited around for like 10 minutes. And yeah. it was like, oh, I hope that thing's okay. And then we walk in, and it's just two computers. Right. And two controllers. Discord. Oh, and Discord. And they're like, they're like, yeah, you're just talk together on Discord with us. I was yeah. like, oh, we're. And we'll guide you with in your crew. And yeah. we're just like, oh, this isn't like 10 other people. Like, fuck. All, like, all right. Nice new computers. And so it was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. We'll check it out. And we ended up leaving that room, like, walking out the room <laughs> and walking out the room next to the room. And then turn to each other like, yo, did you, did you fucking play that? Yeah. It was like a fucking Key and Peele sketch. It was like a <laughs> Liam Neeson. Out, out in front of the hotel. Oh, yeah. like, did you play anthems? Did you see the anthems? You did that no. jetpack? Who, the hover? Who, who, With the hover joint. I did the barrel roll. I did the barrel roll. You did two barrel rolls. I wouldn't stop doing the barrel roll. You rolls. see that pole shot? The pole shot bounced between them insects. That yeah. was so good. It it was really, it felt Jersey so Good Jersey anthem. That's I think they deleted that from the Thump YouTube. Unfortunately, see that anymore. I actually I think the Jersey the Jersey Club stuff is all still on Thumps. Go to Thump's YouTube page and watch some dope documentaries. Uh, um, so like like uh, can't answer really much about quest design, right? So that's like another a little, a little bit about story in that the way the demo opens yes. uh, is that you are on a ship or whatever. I don't know. The context is not clear, but we are introduced. You're Strider. I paid it proper nouns. Uh-huh. I got this. Yeah. Okay. So, you're a freelancer, capital F. Where are you? You're on the Strider, which is your mobile forward operating base. It's a big mech that's like a big, it's almost like a deer mech, or it's like a four-legged mech with like a big, like it's 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 like a walker. It's like a walker. walker. It's like an AT-AT or an AT-AT, depending. But But big enough to be like a fucking aircraft carrier. Uh, no, not that big, because it's like you and your crew. It's like you and like four or five other people, plus your mech, plus your exosuit, your javelin, capital J. Um, and you... Oh, proper nouns. Proper nouns, right, yeah. It's like a leopard-class dropship. Right, exactly. And so it's like you, a dude who has like no shirt on, his chest is just all the way out there. He likes to laugh. He likes to laugh a lot. He's like a He's a very charming character. Yes, I I like him. Yeah. uh, Kind of like an XO type character. And all black. She looked dope. Uh, and then, like, this guy, Owen, who's British. Yeah. Um, space British. He seemed like this scientist works on the tech He's stuff. like your ghost, except he's a British boy yeah. instead. Um, a BB. A BB. Uh, and you walk up to your mech, and you're like, oh, cool, I'm going to get in my mech. And then, like, it pops you out on top of the mech with you and the rest of your crew. And, like, that alone was like, yeah, okay, that looks good. That looks pretty good. And they're like, all right, tap A to jump. Tap A twice to double jump. Tap A twice, and then or just hit the R3 in to hover. And at that point, I was like, ah, oh, it feels pretty good. And like, all right, tap in L3 to start flying. And, like, I could have just done that for 20 they minutes. They could have taken the combat out, just let us run around, around, chase each other. We could have done races. That would have been fun. I would have loved to race you. Um, we, you fly around. The flight feels so good. The, like, it's really hard. It's, it's really hard to articulate because it's the kind of thing that, while playing it, 
it just I never got tired of moving in that game. Mm. I never got tired like of like the, like you you punch the R three, you'd hover, you could tap B to do like this kind of quick dash when you were there's like the side dash boost that were in Andromeda the little like quick side dashes or that were in like even something like Titanfall when you're in the Titans you do those quick side dashes like it feels so kinetic it has you know it does it stops short so it's like it feels like a punch where you stop moving and so it's like punch left punch left you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. and it it, you get to like move around that space really actively uh and it uh, you know almost like um when you see like a Street Fighter animation or something where the the motion kind of comes to a stop in a halted in a halted way as a way to communicate speed and power and intensity. It's that for like the little quick side that the jittery stuff that like when you see the Iron Man mode, right? That is communicated and included in all the movement of this character yes. and like all that it, excessive it, animation that helps communicate that it's a full motion. Yeah, and it makes it feel even when like you're probably hitting B and it's doing a very much like A to B thing, right? Like it's just moving some x amount of space yes. in in the in the environment. But the way the animation surrounds that yeah. thing makes it feel but, powerful and also like not powerful. Right. Like, it, like it's barely holding itself <laughs> there together. There was a moment early on where it was like I'm hovering in place and then I just fall out of the sky and they're like ah ha ha by the way there's overheating you gotta be careful <laughs> yeah. about it. Oh no! You just crashed into I the just ground. crashed into the fucking ground. It was really funny. My exosuit was just like Pum. take back off. No big deal. You don't take damage from that but it is a funny little thing. And they're like alright my heat's building up. I'm like hey how do I I didn't. I, I was about to explain like hey I'm gonna overheat again what do I do? They're gonna just fly through the waterfall. I'm like okay. Fly or, through the waterfall. Oh. Or, and that was the second thing, was like, if you go down, you start to lose air your air cool, you air cool it. And if you're trying to go up higher and higher, you heat fit more quickly. But it's never, I never felt like I was, it was never even as, as severe as like stamina management in Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild or something. Sure. Yeah. It was just like a cool, ba- it was a way for me to be, to, to juggle something, to juggle another thought, which is where's my heat at right now? And it wasn't. But you're uh, never, a- you're never really actively thinking about it. It's more like you pause in the middle of a battle yeah. for like a, you get a breath because like you fire enough some missiles and then your eye goes down and like, oh shoot, okay, I need to go to the ground and yes. like just, it's it's not, it's an active resource that you're thinking about, but not one that is like a constant stressor. It's exactly. just sort of there. It's not a sim, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so then you get into combat, and the combat felt really good. One of my fears from watching that demo was like, I'm just going to hover in place and like left trigger, right trigger. But the abilities that you have, which come from gear, uh, one, are really neat, the ones that we used anyway. And two, they, they recharge fast enough that I'm always have, I always have something to do. I'm always chasing a combo. I'm always trying to do something flashy. Uh, and, and I ended up doing a lot of the side dodges and stuff like that. Your eyes just lit up, though. Well, I was going to say, like, the, the, the cooldowns work in a way, and the amount of Every move has, like, you always feel like you have something to do as opposed to sometimes with cooldown-based games where it's like, all right, well, I use my two main things. I guess I'll fuck around with the other stuff that I have while I wait for the cooldowns to work themselves out. And I, you never felt that way in Anthem. Like, there was always something that was useful, that yeah. often because of the movement, right? right? So it's like because you have so much verticality, because you have so much speed, it's like, all right, well, because I can't use the ability that's really useful right now, I'm going to go put myself in a better position to use that ability. Right. It's like uh, like the, the boss that we got to at the end, it's like they have a weak point. It's like you can't hit them from the front, but it's like, okay – can't use that thing that I really want to right now. All right, well, I'm going to work my way around to the back so right. that I can make sure that, like, I'm, uh, you know, primed for this laser that I'm going to hit RB and mm-hmm. charge up and shoot at them. And just, yeah. There's, the like, the pulse, the, the pulse cannon where the beam or the blast, the energy blast bounces from enemy to enemy in close quarters. We were playing with the freeze grenade. The freeze grenade felt really good. With a com- like a good with freeze it. grenade. It's mm-hmm. a great freeze mm-hmm. grenade. It's, it's a great freeze grenade. And also, uh, it, lots of games have combos, right? Like yeah. where you're you're putting moves together. There is something very subtle but very powerful about the game actually just saying combo. 
because it is like this visual representation. I think they could dial it back just a little bit. Probably. But, but there is some, you're not wrong. I, I enjoyed the fact that the game recognizing that you are using your powers together and like you did a good thing and like you, we're not only going to have that implied by because often it's like oh everyone's tossing things like the 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 aesthetic gets very confused very fast like not in a way that's like impossible to track but one where you're you're very zero focused on what you're doing in your contribution so when it does say something like combo it's like right kick ass like we did do something to, we silently communicated and right. did something together. i saw you throw that grenade and then i waited a second instead of firing first i waited for the frost effect to go to, mm. to hit and then i could hit it to smash the, the iced enemy or whatever I, it also happened in the kind of geometrical like fighting arenas of just like here's a turret the turret has a weak point in, in, in the back where the fuel tank is or whatever the colossus class exosuit player would go up and like use the shield to block incoming like heavy damage turret fire while I swept past another turret did the barrel roll the cool Iron Man barrel roll to get past <laughs> like flying towards those and barrel rolling around is one of those things that's like that had to be on the white like the, the, the one page that has to feel good they had to have said that in a meeting six years ago and and they got that and it's also it's, useful it's and not get it's around not, yeah yeah, right. and it's really like, get, yeah dodge all the attacks get back there blow up the, the turret from behind and then the colossus turns and does this huge energy blast at the other turret and blows it up and it's like yeah wow that felt core we talked about this into the breach a lot which yes. is like the action communicates like dance or like storytelling in in a, a movie or in an anime or in a comic and that's how it looks and feels here even though it's a handful of abilities, like it, it, that stuff just worked, and it's also just really pretty. It's, it's really, really, really pretty. pretty, and it's it's not just competent for Bioware action. Like this was the kind of thing where it felt just it's a good ass action game. Yeah. Like you felt not only powerful but agile, and just the. I was really impressed. Like I think I, we went in with like pretty not not, not low, low expectations, but. I was looking to be surprised, and not only what did it exceed those expectations, I came out of it going, "Fuck, Destiny is probably like too far." Yeah. But like, I, I hear Destiny looks cool. I'll have to talk to Danica about it shortly. I, yeah. As someone that <laughs> prefers this type of gameplay, like I love first-person shooters, but like this sort of game is more in line with the kind of game I can imagine myself spending yeah. more. Shades of Vanquish. Yes, Vanquish. Is I really was actually good. going to ask, like, how platinum does this feel? Um, you know, it's like. Vanquish is the only platinum first person sh- or third person shooter that I can. Is, have they done other third person shooters besides that? Binary domain action. <laughs> was that them? Or that was them. Sega. That <laughs> was Sega. Oh yeah, that was the Yakuza team. Yeah, it was actually. Anyway, uh, but no, but yeah, it does have a platinum feel to some and degree. Van- and Vanquish specifically is like a yeah. good touchdown for like the dashing, the movement, yeah. like that. Like it's that's a game of There's momentum, momentum and speed. Like Vanquish feels like a ballet, right? And like this game has a lot of missiles, or at least the the, oh. the classes we were playing. Like oh, the 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 uh, RBLB like special power that the, for the class that you and I had to play, we didn't get a chance to no. pick that stuff. Yeah. Um, was like a you know look forward, lock onto nine thousand things in front of you, and just watch this missile swarm halo like... go out. Where it's just <laughs> it's awful, but it's beautiful. <laughs> totally. Um, the I mean, there were moments when. Everyone else would be flying, and I'd be like, I'm just going to run, because it looks good. Just land on the ground, just like, hoo, 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 and then the jets light up on your back, because you can use the boost dash there, too. It looks so cool. It looks really cool. It feels really good. And it goes from, like, a this, like, kind of, you know, jog to this, like, sprint, and then the things kick oh. out of the back, and, like, it just never, it literally never got old to uh, jump into the sky, watch your character fall, click the right stick, 
hover and just like look around. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a very like it was just that that like level of minutia of control was just like never in thirty minutes it was like like if they can yeah. nail all the other stuff and that's Which, no no easy lift no, no easy lift but. The one of the parts that I didn't think they were going to get right, or as right as they did, yeah. was this part. Right, and so it gives me a certain measure of confidence, or I'm now newly optimistic or hopeful. I want to play this game. I really mm-hmm. want to play. Like this having game. played Division Two yesterday or two, a few days ago, whatever that was, and then this, it's like if both of those things are are similar in all of the su- surrounding ways, the moment to moment action here is scratching an itch that I haven't had scratched in games. I don't know since when, you know, and like there's this I, Vanquish is really the last time that I feel like something was this fast and, and fun and like tight t- in a way. Yeah, yeah. I guess I mean there's maybe? a it's actually you feel very in control, but it's extremely loose. And like, okay. like yeah, that's, a, that's but loose in a way that like jives with the way the machine itself feels. Like yeah. loose in the way you're okay. struggling with a like okay, I'm cobbled s- together mechanical like the type of military grade shit that a freelancer would have. Well, like the the exosuits in this are yeah. like are like battle mechs in in Mech Warrior and Battletech, yeah. in which the idea is like they're not that they're not common. They're not made in a factory. They're handed down from generation to generation. They have a knight like quality, um, and so th- that also means that yes, they are kind of like held together by duct tape a little bit <laughs> because they're not mass produced. And so yeah, there is a sort of like a feeling of mastery. Even in the thirty-minute demo, where I could not do some of the stuff in the first few minutes, I was like, "Okay, I don't know, the, I don't know, I like the feeling of this." But then, within ten minutes, and by the, the end of that that session, the sort of like do the barrel roll, slide down, drop out, get the shot up at the weak point, then lift off again and like fly away and turn around and look and see the storm exosuit player call like a blast of lightning down on this. Like it was like a, a certain fluidity to it, but like the a fluidity of a of a boat. Do you know what I mean? Like a boat yeah. that doesn't cuts, turn on a dime. It doesn't turn on a dime. Yeah. But like when that motherfucker hits the wave and, and like turns just the right way, it can take off. And like that, mm. it <clears throat> feels like a machine, but it also, when you have it, you have it. It's your machine. You have it. You have control of it. And that is not a thing I expected. You know, I expected it to be a hovering gun platform. So that was really exciting. Yes. I haven't, I, I hadn't been that excited about an E3 demo. <laughs> I came out like one, like the, the moment anyone would ask about it, I was just like, "You gotta go. Are you playing right. that game? Right. Please, you should go play that game." <laughs> right. And uh, uh, I found myself towards the end of the demo just doing shit because it looked cool. Like once I kind of figured out the yeah. controls, I was like, oh, "This is not the most efficient way to like go take care of what I gotta do." But this looks rad as hell. <laughs> I got like, this energy sword. I'm gonna fucking use it. Or just the way I would fly. I would like just like dodge in a way that was like, okay, like this is just like <laughs> you're showing off. Yeah. <laughs> Did it feel like the you had the space to play around with these abilities? Because like one of my misgivings was like the world just didn't seem like it was real terrain. It felt more like more constrained level like hard to say the bit yeah. we started in a big open area that seems genuinely big and open we ended up in a big cave fighting a monster do you know what i mean yeah. like that was a core mission right. my suspicion is just like something like dragon age it's going to be a blend of those things but i don't know and that is a, a, a fault of that demo given that that game's out in february to some degree they have time to talk about that stuff still and i hope that they manage to make make that pitch because i don't i don't know what the full circle flow looks like we saw a cyberpunk demo which we'll get to in a little bit and which i have a much better idea of that i think right and and i wish that we had gotten or at least you can fill in the gaps through your own imagination in a way that this still has like fundamental questions about a whole number of things but 
a really important one was answered, which is that it's tremendously fun to play. Right. And like that was not necessarily a given. Right. Uh, yeah. So. All right. Uh, do you want to take a quick break? Or are we still good to go? Do you want to talk, Rob, or do you want to take a break and come back? We can go. All right. Rob yeah. has it. Let's do it. Let's keep moving. Boom. Rob Zachney, tell me about your day one of E3 2018. Well, <laughs> day four. I was saying, the, the, we're talking about, he played that the day before. Oh, that's true. Which one are we talking about? I right, talk about <laughs> your day. Talk about the stuff that we haven't talked about yet. All right. Build me a, walk me through the Rob Zachney LA experience. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I came out did here you for get a, job a couple years ago. Did, did you get sunglasses? Uh, no, I did not. Uh, well, after that fucking bag right. line, you think I was leaving that place True. and like going okay. out into downtown Los Angeles? You saw Hell that gamer no. line. Yeah, and also the only place to get sunglasses is like Sunglasses Hut, and mm. like Sunglasses Hut, like the name implies like a humble abode, but Sunglasses <laughs> Hut is not like you know just come, come and like you know. Sunglasses for all. It's more like <laughs> it's not a socialist paradise. No, we need we need to see your credit score before we'll sell you the sunglasses. And uh, are you even cool enough to wear these? Like that's Nordstrom Rack, Rob. Nordstrom Rack. Oh fuck off! They norded sunglasses. I norded them. See, this isn't gonna work. Oh, good. So we got Twitch swag. Apparently, oh, did you get Rob? Oh, did you get Rob? Sunglasses is gonna work. That. You think you think that is gonna work on this head? You put it on your bicep. Like, yeah, <laughs> put like, it on your. Yeah. Oh my! It's gonna snap in half. They're just gonna, <laughs> that looks good. That looks really good. Face the camera. That's Rob's a, look. a true gamer. Look at those hearts. Look You're getting hearts. hearts. Those hearts. Those hearts are for you, Rob. Look at that's L.A. Rob. L.A. Rob. L.A. Rob is here. This is my Miss Grundy look. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so I, so I was basically after after the bag line and the, yeah. the sun just beating down. Uh, yeah. I was just like, "This is where I live now. Uh, I'm not I'm not leaving. I'm just going to become like the phantom of the L.A. Convention Center." Uh, yeah. So the other thing is that, and I think we talked about this a little bit on the on the pod yesterday. Um, I sort of I'm a strategist. Uh, oh. And so when I was booking my E3 appointments, oh. the rest of y'all were just kind of like, you know, throwing things on your on your dance card willy-nilly. But I was like, I got a system. Mm-hmm. I got a plan. I see you tapped three times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was three twitches. Three twitch. The plan was to keep Tuesday wide open for the most important appointments. Sunglasses hut. <laughs> Sunglasses hut. Uh, as, soon as, as soon as I maybe... So mission accomplished. Yeah. Didn't go to sunglasses hut. <laughs> Uh, and so I just kept like loading the boat on like Wednesday and Thursday. I'm, those are really fucked, by the way. Like tomorrow and Thursday are gonna are gonna suck. Yeah. But uh, but that kept Tuesday clear for the important appointments, which there were none. Uh, so I like I should like check my schedule this morning. I'm like everyone's like going through their appointments. Like, I gotta see this. I gotta see this. And I'm like. I am also a contributing member of this team who will be doing things at E3 day one, 2018. Uh, And so, and that is is how the first game of my E3 was Chaos Bane. Excuse me, was what? Was Chaos Bane. Is that that? a special version of the Batman villain? Uh, No, it is a... Chaos Bane here. uh, It is a... a No, I can't do a Bane. Can you do, can anyone here do a Bane? Do a... Ellie uh, Rob, can you do a, a, a Bane for us? I mean, anyone can do a Bane. Like, you merely adopted the chaos, <laughs> but I was born to it. 
like you, I mean, it's just, yeah. you just you just yeah. you did it. Except that was it's still too intelligible. Like it that's was. still like oh, like there's got to be more like like I got to aspirate into the mic a little bit yeah. more. Like just <laughs> like like anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> These uh, glasses, I love L.A. I Rob. I fucking love this. L.A. Rob. So You're gonna ask L.A. Rob to do a Bane voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we'll talk about Cast Bane uh, on a pod What's later. This, what is that? A, fan- a fantasy Warhammer um, Fantasy okay. Diablo, basically. Cool. Got it. Um, cool. So yeah, Monday. <laughs> what you think it is? Uh, but I did end up seeing the Sinking City, which was a game I was oh. genuinely curious about. Yes, we, we talked about, about a little this. bit yesterday, yeah. uh, and that is Frogwares. Uh, Lovecraft de- detective game. I mean, like the big one of the big questions I asked you this when you mentioned you saw it was, and it was a question mark over this, like, what are they going to do about the action elements? Is there action elements? Like, how do they handle the fact that Cthulhu and like Cthulhu cults are going to theoretically involve like shooting things? I guess. And so, like, what did you find out by actually seeing? Yeah, shoot them. All right. Uh, no, I mean it was it was crude in a way that like long-term frogwares aficionados uh, are probably <laughs> familiar with like there's a it's, certain it's, it's like i can respect crudeness right absolutely it, it is the crudeness of when your dm like busts out that folder with like the artificially aged like note or something <laughs> or like posters i've from never a- done this but i've had dms that have yeah that have done it and I respect them for it. <laughs> and so, the, like, it, like Frogwares always have felt to me a little bit like a studio that are reaching a little bit beyond their capabilities, but I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, and this kind of feels the same way. It looks like the most ambitious thing they've ever attempted. It's an open world uh, game. Like, it, like you're in this city, uh, Innsmouth, oh, Massachusetts. Okay. That's, that's an important Lovecraftian city. Yeah. And for what reason? Fish people. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, spoilers. Sidon. No, 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 no. Prince Sidon from, is there. He's from India. Yeah, he's mm. hot. Mm. And then yes. you kiss him. And then Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Oh, Lovecraft. 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 It's a little old. Craftware. Yeah. <laughs> Fish can get together. That's it. Uh, no, but there's Fish L.A. Yeah. Rob. <laughs> yes! L.A. So, Rob. Let me lay this on you, Cap. Uh... So does L.A. Rob say Captain? Is that cats. I thought he said cats? Let me oh, I thought you said let cats. me lay this on you, Captain. Yeah, and I was like, damn, okay. L.A. Rob, L.A. Rob is great. There's a helicopter coming for L.A. Rob <laughs> right no, now. Oh, that's my ride. <laughs> I'm going to LAX. E3 is over. Didn't you hear? Peace. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it's like six, like basically, so six months ago, Innsmouth just like flooded. Okay. Uh, like a like a natural disaster. Oh, the sinking city. Yeah, and the waters aren't really receding, and a whole bunch of weird shit has started happening since then. It has gone, now gone on long enough that people are just kind of rolling with it, and there are fish people oh. in the city, and for some reason, everyone is just like, "That's like, oh yeah, it's the fish people neighborhood." Are they they don't they're just they establish their own society. No, They're they intermingle. People? They intermingle with your society. Oh. Like the fish people are not the enemy. In oh, this. They're interesting. Like, there's like there's a class of like huh. human do they speak? fish. Hell yeah, they do. And they English? like argue about prices oh. and they like run shops. Like what? Your this pal, sounds awesome. Your pal Vic the barkeep is that half fish cool. person, half human. Sick. I saw um, this BoJack episode. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it does. Ha- it it has some some of those elements. Really, it's like everyone just there's a conceit and everyone just like moves right past it. Cool. Um, the other thing is, 
it kind of feels like a private detective action game. Like you are just a down on your luck PI who came here to do like a main mission for like Like a a missing person or something. Yeah. And shit fish people again. Yeah. yeah, And now you're stuck in the city with your little, uh, uh, your little, um, uh, dog Yankee clipper. Is that what the, 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 the little, um, the whaler, Boston whaler, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's basically what I you're doing. What, what is what is a Boston whaler? Mm-hmm. Oh, just an outboard uh, motor. Oh, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's like it's a little buddy. City, right, right, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So you're just like traveling through the city, and like in the downtown district where all the swells live, they're just like, hey, it's the Roaring Twenties. Who gives a shit? Right. Like fish people can come and nor speak. Who cares? Uh, but then you go into the industrial neighborhoods, and things are a little bit, you know, more. A little more murdered soul suspect. Oh. Uh, oh. Using using you the Danielle just, words. You're speaking my language, LA Rob. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. <laughs> um so you get like so they, they cooked up a little like special mission for this uh for free three just to give you a taste of like what you'll be up to. And you basically like there's a dame who has a problem, her husband's gone oh. missing. Isn't there always? Uh and She's 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 very poor. Um, she doesn't have anything to really pay you with except you know the the the, the wedding ring. Uh, it is Aww. it is real gold. She promises you that. Of course, that's maybe all she has to remember her husband by if she gets bad news. Oh no! What Do happened? you take the ring or not? No. I'm a dad. I'm a like PI with a heart of gold. I don't need a golden ring. All the gold I need right here. <laughs> well, I take the ring. <laughs> yeah, and you know why? Because Patrick is thinking about the class of laborers to yeah. which he belongs and the way that working for free is going to screw them. So he's like, give me that fucking uh-huh. ring, lady, uh-huh. just like I did. He might give it back later. But just, you know, later. you get the pretense of like a dollars mm-hmm. were exchanged, mm-hmm. you know? Right. I keep he the didn't ring. fucking give it back. I Look keep the him. ring. L.A. Rob's never given anything back in his life. <laughs> well, brr. You wear the ring? <laughs> We're married now. Yeah. I married I married your husband now. If he's alive, he's my he's husband mine. now. I get to take him. That's By the, the deal. By the way, I took that ring Go so marry quickly. Go this person. I took that ring so quickly, the guy giving the demo was a little bit weirded out by it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he's like, what's, what's your choice? In and this I was moment? Like, I'll right. take the ring. Yeah, just hundred percent. Was like, he like? Wow, I don't work for free. Right. Like I, like I, like I know that I know. Like I've met that guy's shoes. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, um, we saw Beyond Good and Evil today, and sadly did not have the opportunity to ask questions. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, continue. An old ring is about all that's off- on offer in that deal. But anyway, uh, so <laughs> I go hunting for uh, this this husband, and you go into the neighborhood. It's, <laughs> You know, that's what you do in the Hunt neighborhood. For a husband, continue, please. Oh yeah, well, you put on your nice actually, clothes. Well, you know, you put on your makeup. Yeah, you go hunt you for go a husband. husband uh, Danielle's basically nailed it. Turns into a comedy of manners at that point. <laughs> um, and like at first, I came across as very brusque, as the kind of person that like you know he takes rings from like you know potential widowers, but people didn't realize that like that was just me like you know being true to my class. I got you. Right. Uh, anyway, so no, you go on an investigation. At that point, it's very f- familiar Frogwares stuff. Uh, you go, you analyze crime scenes, you look for clues, you sort of rifle through people's papers and shit. Um, and then there's a little bit of like Sherlock Holmes consulting detective. There are certain locations within the city that you'll return to again and again as standard reference points to maybe break a logjam in a case. I see. So for instance, uh, oh, and, and 
You also have a camera. This sounds dumb. I cannot wait to play this game. You, you have a camera. The camera effect is so good because you take pictures of crime scenes, like, you know, mysterious shit you see. And the effect on it is so vintage, like 1918 era, like camera lens that it's it's really gorgeous. But you take the stuff to the standard locations, like the library, the newspaper, you cross-reference yeah. stuff. And eventually it's like, I think I might know where this where this husband mm-hmm. is going. And you go to his old quarters and then there's a dead body. And it, it may or may, it's too dismembered. Does to he have see. the ring? Does he have the ring? Does he have a matching ring? He doesn't really have all the limbs that you need <laughs> to answer that question. He uh, has a fin. I mean, you may have look, there's a lot you, you find a part a good healthy chunk of a dead body, but a lot is sort of left to the sure, imagination. Sure. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so at that point, uh, that's where your sanity begins to fail you. It's like, oh, the, the Lovecraftian horror. But the effect is really cool. Is that what he again? says? <laughs> oh, no, the Lovecraftian horror. It, it turns into an Super Ed Wood Mario. movie at that point. This is, yeah. Like, <laughs> I love that you just kind of undercut the, the <laughs> horror of seeing a mutilated dead body. Oh, oh. it's like Waluigi's. It's like, oh, no. It's coming to you in 3D. Waluigi's had a hard day, okay? Yeah. Leave off Waluigi. Ask the Washington Post. So, Wapo, please. Wapo. Uh, but anyway, the effect that was very cool. It was like the level almost dissolves in front of you. Okay. And the other planes of existence begin to break through into the world. And, like, it's a curtain that's, like, blowing open. Like, and it's, that, like, it's it's not a cutscene. This is something that's that's just crafty and ooh, ooh, ooh. The curtain between this world and the next <laughs> comes is, apart. Is like blowing in a breeze from a window you cannot see. And you have to, you, you find yourself wondering, is my world any more material, any more real than the one beyond? Am I a butterfly? Whoa. Am I a man? <laughs> and then the discount head crabs comes running into the Oh, room. no! Uh, and you shoot them. Uh, and at that point, it's hey, it's a third person shooter. You played those. This uh-huh. seems like a perfectly, mostly confident one. Like it's fun. You, left trigger, right trigger. You know. But for a story like this, I don't need that to be like a great shooter. Like it's yeah, the it's detective a story. Yeah, yeah, the detective story is kind of what I'm there for. Mm-hmm. Because the alternative um, is not having any of that stuff and probably limiting the storytelling that yeah. you could do. And so then from this point, it gets uh, you you go you you follow the the lead to. Uh, you know, the fisherman's district, you run into another fish person uh, who directs you to an underground warehouse. He's like, yeah, I've seen that guy around. Gerbil, Gerbil, Gerbil. So you go inspect it. It's his name, Gerbil. That's fish fish yeah. people talk. It's a, it's Listen, a, there are people, Patrick. Give them some fucking, <laughs> put some respect on their name. Oh, I forgot to mention the librarian had sewn her mouth shut because she'd spoken things of what she of which she was not supposed to speak. <laughs> what? Uh, and so she, like like cult shit or like who who knows? Like all the guy said is like, look, she should talk the apple pie. Six, down the six months into this like crisis in Innsmouth, people are starting to get a little squirrely, and like she's like she's cool about it. Like she just she communicates. You can understand right, her, sure. but she just can't open her lips uh, because they're sewn shut. Uh, she had a hard her. time eating. Um, Sorry. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that food is as big a concern as it used to be for some, for some oh of the folks boy. who've been touched by this crisis. I see. Oh. Uh, anyway, you find you find the altar to some sort of cult, and then bam, it's the husband and the wife. <gasps> this whole thing has been a ruse ah. to get you like off the trail of whatever you're really after. Good thing you took that ring. 
I felt way less bad about maybe it. Maybe the ring point. is cursed or some shit. I mean, maybe. No evidence. Well, actually, there's about to be some evidence. <laughs> um, so because I'd done a good job of, like, you know, detectiving this whole situation. <laughs> that's what they call it? I'd sort of, uh, I'm sorry, sleuthing. <laughs> I'd, I'd sort of tumble to the fact that, like, things were not on the up and up, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, and so when the rumpus finally, uh, you know, it, like, revealed When the rumpus itself, hit the roof. Yeah. <laughs> as they say. If you're going to say things like that, I got to swallow first. <laughs> It was almost a mistake. It was almost that was ah. Oh, if I could have gotten a spit it was take, almost a, almost oh. a PUBG. It was almost a PUBG spit take. Oh. So anyway, I just pulled out my shotgun, <laughs> and uh, she wasn't a widow at the start of that story. She was by the end. <laughs> I just massacred this entire cult. Uh, so yeah, uh, so yeah, the all the cultist folks got uh, got gunned down, and. <laughs> Except Classic for, Sherlock story. Lovecraft, thank you. Lovecraftian horror. Boom. Anyway. <laughs> L.A. Uh, Rob style. You know. Yeah. Um, Was there another way for you to conclude that case? Yeah. So if I'd, if I'd fucked it up, um, and I wasn't driving the demo. I was driving all the decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, the guy was doing the controls, but I was like at the branching points. I was, I was giving him direction. Uh, if we hadn't, if I hadn't investigated like as much, um, I would completely fall into the trap and I would have ended up tied to that fucking sacrificial table and maybe getting killed or maybe something else happens entirely. That sounds, uh, really interesting. That sounds way more interesting than I thought that demo would sound. That's out March. Uh, yeah, actually I had my, it's in my notebook. Okay. I looked it up. It says it's March 21st. Yeah. Also, and then I turned that lady into the cops. Hell yeah. Wait, how the fuck are you going to be out here like, I have to protect my class interests, and then the next thing you tell me is you a snitch. The fuck out of here. Did you keep the ring? Yeah. I earned it. I found her husband. All right, fair. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Witcher would say, Geralt would say, like, yeah. Geralt's is fine. When you finish the the mission, that's sleuth. I did a picture of L.A. Rob, just like, <laughs> with, the with the beer. With the beer. Right there, it's this, it's picture, this picture right here. Sleuthed. I'm going to take this picture. Keep talking, Keep talking. but I'm going to take this picture. What else did you, is that, so that Sinking City. Yeah. Sounds dope. It was, it like, it was a very pleasant surprise, if I'm being honest. Like, nice. I, Especially like, since, like, you didn't schedule that appointment today. Just came together. Sleuthed. <laughs> Strategy. <Schedule>. Sleuthed. <laughs> See, while everyone else was pinning themselves down to a rigid schedule for the rest of E3, yeah. I was like, what is the most valuable resource you can have? Flexibility, adaptability, dynamism. That's what I did. Thanks, Uber. <laughs> I disrupted <laughs> E3. And that's why it's over. Um, you also played Battlefield Five. That was not today. That was yesterday. I disrupted that, too. What's that mean? Uh... You know how the joke is, like, game journalists are always pretty shitty at shooting? Turns oh, out I'm not. This motherfucker, he's about God to be L.A. Rob. Like, Showing up. God damn L.A. I'm Rob. a little out of practice, but, like, I wreaked havoc on those people <laughs> in Battlefield Five. It was glorious. Would you, like, KD ratio? What was your... Um, it would have been like double digit. Okay. Um, okay, it's good. Yeah. It, Tell me like, about what. So this was at EA Play yesterday or the day yeah. before or something. And so Battlefield Five, as all dice games do, like 
looks gorgeous. Uh, it is a hauntingly like beautiful game. And what this, was the map you played on? Narvik, which is the uh, the Aurora, the, the night Norway map. Um, the Aurora, the mountains, tons of snow. Yeah, I can't believe Aqua got Narvik. It's just like, unbelievable. I, seriously, I can't believe it. Anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah. So, um, and I was playing the Grand Operations mode. So that is, that is a new mode for this. That's their new take on the operations from Battlefield One. Gotcha. Uh, so, do you guys play much Battlefield One? Very little. Yeah. Okay, so Battlefield One, we like probably didn't pay enough attention to how cool it was and what it was doing because one of the like new things they introduced were these huge sprawling operations where it was a series of linked maps, both like geographically and thematically. And you would have like pitched battles over Ooh. these like giant uh, chains of maps. And so it was like a series of like eight different rush maps daisy chained together. Like these battles cool. like would go on. Like if you played a full operation, it could take like a couple hours. And, oh, wow. Like, I had huh, no idea. Commitments. Wow. And yeah. this has grand in the title, so it must have been even longer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was an accelerated start. Okay. Uh, but the other, but the, and what makes it grand is the consequences of one map are sort of carried over a little bit more into the next. It has more, gotcha. like, for instance, um, like, the developer was surprised when, like, I explained that during my battle, I found an artillery piece, like a giant ass, like, shore howitzer. And Can I you just use started, it? Yeah. Uh-huh. I just started firing howitzer shells. I couldn't direct it. I couldn't, like, control it. It was, like, a set. I, I asked him, about, like, where, where's this thing shooting? So you wandered into a battlefield and found a howitzer and he was like, yeah, I'll pull that trigger all day. Where's it aiming? I don't know. Probably in a good direction. <laughs> Look, it was a defensive emplacement. I was defending. I figure if the pre-registration had done its job, then it was going to be putting, like, it was going to be putting lead on target. Did it? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> because apparently it's mostly there for, we, it was day two. He was surprised that that thing was still there because usually those things are knocked out. I see. In the first day's operation, which is the amphibious assault, and usually the shore batteries are causing so many problems that like pilots come and bomb them, people storm them. So, I is it possible that they were aimed at the shoreline that had already been breached? I mean, a lot of things are possible. It <laughs> is was, it possible that you walked through the woods or whatever you found an artillery cannon and you were just shooting it at an empty beach? <laughs> L.A. Rob doing those L.A. Rob loves pyrotechnics. <laughs> Look, sometimes you just got to let them know. <laughs> it was part of our bigger plan. The explosions are behind you. Like, where are they at? He they, wait, why is he aiming in that direction? Send a group over there. Send a group. Yeah. Boom. Dead. Yep. Uh, but the other big change here is that um, there's a lot of, like, construction of defenses and placements on these maps. And... It is like the the Fortnite comparisons are going to suggest themselves in a lot of places. Really? Like you run up to like, it's not quite as flexible as Fortnite. It's not like you can slap these things down like literally anywhere. But there are tons of like little nodes where you can start building sandbag walls and then throwing like machine gun emplacements on top of them. Uh, you can throw up like tank traps. That sounds too. more my speed than Fortnite. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, like, if you and your crew are actually working together, you can, like, create, like, strong points that, like, don't exist naturally on the huh. map. And learning how to, like, for instance, at one point we were defending this giant, um, like, again, it's a sort of coastal industrial town. You know, there's, like, uh, rail bridges that run over canals right. and shit through, like, freight yards. 
Um, we're defending one of those, and you have to be thinking like, should I start walling off the open side of the bridge, trying to like create like wall off the length, or should we sealing off the mouth? Like, where is the enemy going to be coming from? Sure. And that ch- that that's fluid in the battle, and so like where you're constructing defenses is like rapidly shifting. And, Interesting. Uh, yeah, and so like playing this like. I was really. Oh, I'm sorry. Rapidly in the scale of battlefield, not rapidly in the scale of like Fortnite, where it's like constant. Do, 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 constant, do, 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 constant. Do, do, yeah, no. This is yeah. Uh, this unfolds. The, the constructions are very very snappy. Okay, but it's more that the battle is fluid and dynamic in the way the battlefield uh, encounters are. Gotcha. And so, like, if somebody like just barrels through a sandbag wall with a tank and infantry follow behind, the battle line just shifted, and you got to like abandon your that's precious cool. defense. Yeah, it's, it is cool. Um, so I'm really curious to see how the, all that works out. But also it was a little bit lopsided because I just smoked so many fools in that first map. Uh, I got I'm Rob down. Zachney. I killed all the Nazis. Well. <laughs> oh, no. Rob. Rob. L.A. Rob. <laughs> L.A. Rob. Yeah. No. <laughs> Can you get me one, please? Warmocked Rob. Not getting one for Rob. What's what's LA stand for, Rob? It's like a logger. What's LA stand for? I thought it was Los Angeles. Is it something else? Luke Starmay? I don't know. I I don't know. I'm German. I was wondering who was going to pick that one up. I was just like, all right, someone must have something. Please throw it up there. One of those like Super Bowl Hail Marys where he's like, fuck it. Because <laughs> like, if he sticks the landing, it's, it's yeah. a fucking touchdown. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, normally I'm, I'm allies all the way. Yeah. Yesterday, not so much. Um, <laughs> like, look, I had no choice. Wow. Oh, you were following orders. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I had no choice. I had no choice. Not my responsibility. Uh, L.A. Rob doesn't carry the moral weight of these actions. I thought I liked L.A. Rob, but I'm having second thoughts. Wow! So it was cool then. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Patrick, for the beer. The American beer. So, actually, is this? Yeah, Sierra Nevada. Okay. There were a lot of... Is it German lager? If it were, that would be... (laughs) Fucking Rob perfect. got from the CVS. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you could make jokes there, and you didn't, and I appreciate the restraint. Yeah. I saw them. I saw them. Yep, they're there and they're funny, but no. <laughs> so the British were trying to assault the port of Narvik, and there's like a paratrooper operation, so they're like you know descending on the city. Um. And there's tons of, like, uh, cargo planes going overhead. Anti-aircraft fire sort of knocking them out of the sky as quickly as they as they come. But a lot of these guys are landing. And I got down into the rail yards with a machine gun. And did Chris Person message you on Twitter? I was like, hey, I love this. Can I use this as part of Kotaku's highlight reel? <laughs> I wasn't capturing. Oh, damn. Uh, otherwise, I probably would have dominated that <laughs> Shout out to Chris. I would have dominated Highlight Reel as much as I dominated that map. Um, <laughs> oh. I got in among the cargo, like among the train, the old rail yards and the, the train, the train cars, and the like. 
the British troops didn't really have a good sense that I was in there mm. or that I was sort of mixed into their line of advance. And so I was just like slaughtering them right and left. Oh. It was great. Like it was one of those things like, you know, uh, Val Kilmer in Heat yeah. where he's just like yeah. doing 180s yeah. and just like massacring dudes in every direction. Yeah, I do. And like it's bad, but it's kind of good. Heat's so good. Yeah. That was my Val Kilmer moment. Cool. Yeah, it was great. And because the British got their asses kicked, this is a fix that they have had from the previous game. One of the issues with the operations mode, as you might imagine, is that sometimes like a team hits a bottleneck and they just can't make any progress, and like the game gets kind of dull because for whatever reason the map you, is you're just waiting. At that point, you're just waiting yeah. for it to finish out, even though like it's predetermined that yeah. the side is going to take it. It's like the Bears in the third quarter, um, yeah. where it's just like trust me. Yeah, it's just, look. <laughs> They're going to line up three times. They're not getting anywhere. Uh, so you're just kind <laughs> well, of waiting John for the Fox. punt. Yeah. Uh, so they sort of fixed that by the maps continue to advance, but the starting oh. scenario is a little bit different. So, and I'm not fully sure, I'm not 100% confident on all the differences, but I do know that because they had taken such enormous casualties in the first map, they brought, I think, I think they might have had fewer spawns overall. Wow. Into the second map. That's interesting. And so our defense was a little bit easier for the second map, which was now a new part of the overall Narvik map, and it was daytime. Is that uh, a thing that you feel like there's risk that it just... I mean, I guess all they take is one win to kind of reset things, but, like, is there a risk of it just doubling down and snowballing until there's no chance? Um, or is it balanced I th- I in your experience as one match? That like, I think because the maps are changing, like you're still kind of getting a clean slate on okay. the next part of the operation. Cool. Um, I think there is a chance of snowballing, but honestly, there's already that chance in the way the operations are constructed. Like, uh, if you just get a bad draw, like, and also some maps just naturally have bottlenecks. Like, I got I got a strong bad company two vibe off of this. Cool, love that game. But you know how sometimes those rush maps would have just that one control point that was like unfucking capturable, yeah. unless like you went full pro gamer, um, and got banned for racism. No, uh, <laughs> never go full hey, pro no. gamer. You got that's heated pro gamer. That's yeah, different. Heated gaming moment. Uh, no, but like unless you and your squad like basically went full like no scope three sixty, like right, you right, couldn't right. you couldn't advance. I think they're trying to get away from that a cool. little bit. Uh, but that sounds good. I I'm, was I'm really into it. Gonna play this game. I think it. it what I've seen of it seems really cool. Um, I yeah. liked, and even like you know, irrespective of all that stuff, like the single player stuff in Battlefield, the uh, one I wanted to say four <laughs> uh, was was interesting enough that like I think there's going to be a draw for all yeah. sorts of folks uh, totally. that I'm. Yeah, I'm curious. Cool. All right, I think we should take a break now. Sure. We should, Danica. Do you want to hop on and maybe after the break and talk about some Destiny Forsaken? Natalie, do you also want to do that? I'd love to have you on the yeah. podcast. Your first and E3. Also, your first, yeah, you need your to first come. E3, you need E3, to be E3 baby. You give me the sunglasses. Let me give you this mic. There you go. Oh. The gift of the Magi. The gift of L.A. Rob. Of the gift don't of L.A. Rob. Listen to that enthusiasm. Don't give Natalie, Rob. Natalie is hype. If you have any rings, don't, don't put give them, them anywhere near Rob. Don't let Rob. Take them. All right, so let's take a quick break. We'll come back with that, and then we'll switch out one more time, and then we'll dig into Cyberpunk, because we Hell saw yeah, like an we'll hour-long demo of Cyberpunk, so there's a lot to dig into. Yep. All right, we will be right back. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. There is one pink shoe on the side of the house. Is it a kid's shoe? It is. It looks like, it a, looks like a size shoe. seven, perhaps. Maybe a seven and a half. Maybe the Black Dahlia. Oh my God. What? Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> she was murdered in Los Angeles. She was right here in this very house. I fucking hope not. I hate this. I'm I, sleeping I've, alone in the living room on the couch, by I've the seen way. A ghost. I don't need to see more. I thought this was like a famous house, like a famous person stayed here. The yeah, Black, the Black Dahlia. Dahlia, baby. There's stars everywhere. Stars are born here. Just because they're famous Did doesn't you mean ki- they're good. Are you the killer? Because it's. She's too young. She's only 18. She was only True. born in she 2000. She's not alive. Well, she's always been like, no, I'm older than that. Maybe it's because she's a serial killer. She's actually 120. She's a vampire. <laughs> not no. True. You it's went outside today no. and now you're all some tired because of the sunlight. I took some rest in Danielle's nice shaded room. Sure. See? It's Feeling true. Feeling strong. I knew, you knew, I knew Rob's, Rob's middle name. name after taking oh my, my little God. mouse nap on the couch. Okay, we should note. Natalie Watson here, Danica Harrod. Hi. Joining Hi. us on the at the table, at the dining room table, to talk about video games. And E3, day one, it's 2018. I can hear my voice now because I'm wearing headphones. Oh, and in you love that. Mode. It's and your so now I'm going into NPR mode. Welcome Are back to Waypoint Radio. Welcome back, um, Welcome back to today. Waypoint Radio. We're at day one and some days. Today we also played some video games. We and really my mom told me that games. I can only play on the Nintendo and that I cannot play on on any other Xbox or in a PlayStation. My friend called my mom said I can't be friends with strangers. Okay, well, I'm a child too, so maybe we can't be friends. (laughs) My mom said that you're 18. Oh, well, you know. She She said you were born year 2000. She might still be 17. Who could say? (laughs) I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Tell me about Destiny Forsaken. The upcoming <gasps> Destiny can expansion. I, can I just say? No, it didn't. What? <laughs> Jordan Mallory just tweeted me saying, That's Black Jolia happened 100 years ago this very night. No, no it did not. <laughs> Jordan's off. lying. That's not true. No, now I'm scaled. I know, That's but this not is not true. I want to play along. <laughs> there was not. That's not true. It was the 40s, right? Yes. It was post-war. Yeah, but she would know because she was there. It wasn't really the 40s. Um, I am a bye-bye, so I can't speak <laughs> So today we saw... 1947, um, <laughs> January 15th. All right. We were fooled. What's time anyway? Who what is, say? yeah. Today, um, I had an appointment to go and check out Gambit, uh, the new Destiny PvE. My favorite PvP. X-Man. Right, it's a very strange oh. name. I hate the name. I get it. Like, I the name, did. it's one of those situations where the, the, the X-Men character, the X-Men character Gambit is so, like, 
everywhere that we all just think of Gambit, even though the word means like a strategy thing. Yeah. I just don't. I don't like the name. Like Crucible fits. I feel yeah. like, and Gambit is like, uh, what am I doing? Some like going doing the hokey pokey at like, yeah, like I don't know. You gotta no, show your no, game. No, the so gambit. a little bit. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So I took Natalie with me and um, snuck her um, in so she was able to play. Just like in a pocket? Like, oh, Vice, uh, one person? I'm like, nah, two. (laughs) And like (laughs) made them move some girl so Natalie could play next to me. (laughs) I can't believe you big times people at E3. Press, look at my badge. Damn. My bad. Media binge. Um, so Be first here. I think I'd like to hear what you think because you've A never been to a convention before. B never like True. I want like so general you've never E3 had, vibes. You've never had the experience of like sitting at a computer like in a booth. I've never fucking been at a computer. And you've before. also never played Destiny. And I've also never played Destiny. Um general E3 feels um so Exciting. Um, you I were think in, like South Hall, West Hall, which both, both. Oh we, damn, we you went everywhere. And she All stops to take pictures so much. <laughs> She's like, "There's Crash. Zoom in on Crash Bandicoot. Take a picture. Hold on, look at Crash. There's sick. Why are you doing Natalie's voice as if she's a one of the unforgivable videos from <laughs> fifteen? There's Crash. I zoomed in uh, on him. I said, "Give me that ring." Okay. <laughs> Um, you know, I like taking pictures. I like I like running around and getting as much free swag as I can. I'm absolutely one of the. Oh, people. we're we're shills now, by the way. Oh, we cool. like all like all we do the is first go thing we around. Did yeah, was uh, wait in line at a at the Hitman booth for a. I was we were walking by and they go. Free rubber duck a keychain? And I was like, no, sign me up for that. Oh. And I just turned around and I was like, what do I have to do? They were like, take a photograph. And I was like, absolutely, I will sign already, my soul for Already on it. You were already taking a photograph. I was already. We've, we've just been like going around getting as much free stuff as humanly possible. We went to the Twitch booth and we're like, hey, we're partners, Waypoint. And it just so happens that both of our names are on the account. So we both got tons of shit. We posted in the Twitch streamer lounge, Twitch partner lounge. That was so strange. It was very weird. Um, It was very strange. It's Um, influencers and streamers. Yeah, I didn't recognize anyone. No, no, no internet celebs of my, uh, you know, social awareness. But um, (laughs) so yeah, E3 generally was like, I, I read a Twitter thread today that was talking about how like like depleted seeing so many E3s after being in an industry in this industry for so long has like made someone. And I think that I'm just so like new and fresh to this that yeah. I like still kind of was had that like, oh wow, there's games everywhere. And also like the whole like my whole experience with video games for so long has been such like an introverted thing. Like mm. even still, like work is the right, main. Because you haven't been to like a PAX, you haven't been to like any no, sort of games no, convention. No, no, no. I've never been to a games convention, and also like haven't been a part of like game conversation in a way that like I didn't have a lot of friends who played online when I was growing up, and so a lot of like the opening to that sort of thing has been through this through this job getting to talk about games all the time and meeting people who are interested in games in the same way I am. So even just being around people that I know games get them this excited to like want to come to fucking downtown LA and <laughs> and fucking wait in line for 20 minutes in the hot hot sun to get into the building and and fucking 
wait for me to take a picture of Crash Bandicoot <laughs> from very, very far away was like very exciting and good. So I had I had a lot of fun today running around with Danica. And the first thing that we, the first industry or appointment thing we did was the Destiny thing, as she just mentioned. And that was my first time playing Destiny. And it was so fun. I was like <laughs> looking over Are at Danica in? and like in the same way that you and Patrick had like, oh shit, did you play this? Yeah. I was looking over at Danica. I was like, are you playing this? Like this shit is fun. Um, and it was just, um, I don't know, Danica, you want to explain sort of the, yeah. the, the, the Gambit like play mode? Yeah. So Gambit is, is going to be a new, um, spot on the map in Destiny 2 when Forsaken launches in September. And it's going to be, it's basically, they say it's PvP, PvE, but like for the most part, it's just PvE. It's cool. like you're fighting, you're on a map, um, with a team, you're fighting a bunch of hordes of enemies, um, it's like a wave-based horde mode, It's a wave-based horde mode, but the hordes pop up in different parts. You have to go to them mm-hmm. um, and fight. And as you're fighting the enemies, you're collecting um, nodes, and then you take... Moats. Moats. Is that the like moats of Okay, moats, moats of light were like moats a thing. Light. Yes. The and then game. you're taking them to the center of the map, and you are dispensing them. And once you dispense a certain Into number... like a bank. Yeah. yeah, and once you dispense a certain number, um, you spawn a huge enemy on the other team. So there are two map. teams. Yes, we're yeah. both fighting waves. We're fighting of enemies. at the same time, right? Yeah. Do you see each other? No, no. Oh, interesting. Okay, so the only time you can see each other is when you uh, you get to a certain point in the fight, or you've dispensed a certain number of moats. I'm not really sure what. I think it's 25 moats gets you the opening to the portal that will allow one person from your team to go invade the other yeah, arena. For 30 seconds. That's really Dark Souls shit. Yeah. And you're like boosted. Like you have like extra health oh, and awesome. extra strength and you go and you can kill the other team. Um, I got killed. But that's the only <laughs> PvP stuff that's actually yes. like, you're never doing like Crucible style 4v4, 66. Nope. nope, which is very my shit because I, I hate Crucible. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Bungie knows I hate Crucible because I've tweeted like very passionately also, about Also you told the hate. project lead and game director today that you hated Crucible you when hate, we did the like, I was like, the, I was like, I'm not good at Crucible. Like, right. like for me to hit a milestone, my friends who are better at killing other people who are shooting at them than me have to sit around with me for three extra right. games. And that's like a totally valid thing. Yeah, because right. that's, that's just, yeah. That's games. Uh, yeah. You're not, not everybody's good at every part of any given game. And yeah. like, there is definitely, that's why a mode like this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So, and, and I, I talked about, I'm going to transcribe that interview and hopefully get it up by the end of the week. Um, but we interviewed the, uh, the project lead in the uh, game director director um, today, Scott and Chris, and I'm like blanking on their last names, which is bad because I love Destiny. Um, I asked them a lot of good questions. Um, one of the things that I asked them about specifically about um, Gambit was um, if there's going to be milestones for it, like if there's going to be a separate vendor, loot pool, sure, et cetera. Sure, sure. And so Gambit has this new character who's kind of mysterious, who like has his own lore that you mm. learn, um, which I think will be exciting for like the Lord Shax fans. Like right. it'll be kind of like a competition for, you know, oh, shit, right, who's hotter, like, like Shax or right. this guy. Well, Shax is like a cool soccer coach dad. So yeah, but everybody Aww. loves him. And so I'm saying, I think it's good. Hot. That's yeah. hot. Um, that's good. Yeah. So is this new person anywhere near? His? Yeah, he like, but he's like a more like rough around the edges mm, kind of dude, and like okay. has a like wears a bandana and like he's very cool. Okay, he's very and I forget his name. Jughead's cool. dad more. Yeah, like, Jughead's dad is so hot, too. I haven't met Jughead's dad yet. Oh, God. 
I'll get there. I'll One get there. One of the best parts of the show. Okay, I'm excited. I, so, <laughs> so after we play Gambit, which I'm very excited about, which will not be part of the Crucible menu, it will be its own thing. So there's no that chance has of its me own like milestones. that's useful because like I don't want sometimes sometimes I, I don't hate Crucible, but like there are definitely times even in Crucible where I'm like I wish like I'm gonna get into the thing with some with a friend that's just like going through different types of modes, and there are other times where I'm like no I just want to play this one mode, right. and so I'm glad that I don't have to rely on Crucible to do this. I'm glad it's its own thing. Crucible is kind of like for the people who are like the best of the best at Destiny when it comes to shooting specifically, right. which and, I get because like yeah. if you were that good, I could see being really bored by the PVE yep. stuff and like yep. playing against other people. I know when I have played, so it's the same. It's a similar thing to the story Rob was just telling about Battlefield, which is last year during the Destiny Two reveal. I ended up playing some PvP alongside some other people against other journalists who were all like okay at these games, yeah. right? And it was like the only time I've ever really had serious fun with Crucible because it was against people who were just exactly as good as me right. or a little bit worse. Right. And so, like, I enjoy that. I, there's a version of that game I know I would enjoy, but like when I go to play online, I yeah. just get matched against people who are so Gambit much better is, than me. Gambit is just so I'm much better. To play Gambit. It's I'm so much better, and it's like. It's just more interesting. The terrain is so much cooler. Yeah, the what is map it like? is cooler. There's so the area that we were in had ruins, a beach, um, trees, trees, and there were like four. It was different like the sun was out. Parts. Like where are you? Where it, the sun was kind of out. We were in like a forest. Okay. We were in like I think we were in. I want to say we were probably in part of the reef, which is one of the new oh, areas okay. in Forsaken. That's like the so the reef was in the first game. It's like the, the asteroid reef belt. is where the Awoken. We're going to learn yes. a lot about the Awoken in Forsaken. Well, like maybe we're basically, we should talk about like the story stuff because you also saw yeah. a story mission. We we played the first. Um, I played the first mission of Forsaken today. Um, a very early build of it, but it was still very good. Um, and it's a mission where Kate Six is still alive. This is like right before he dies. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, it was in the announcement, but <laughs> Kate Six is dead. Um, and you're going to notice that in Destiny 2, once Forsaken launches, the Traveler is getting like a full revamp and like. Or like the tower. Traveler tower. Okay. Towers on the Traveler. It's, so like. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Also a spoiler, I guess, if you've never played Destiny 2. I guess so. Kind of. I guess so. The tower is like so important. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. No new social area in the Forsaken. So, oh, really? There's yeah. no reef area? Nope. That's that's nope. a shame. The first game has a reef area that was dope. The tower is getting expanded and um, more new characters. And so. The only reason I, I want to be clear, I wasn't just being pedantic because if it was the Traveler, which is that big glowing ball, they got a oh, revamp. it's not the Traveler. Yes. It's, okay, okay. Because okay. so, like, if you were saying, oh yeah, they revamped the Traveler no. with like a no. Cade 6 no. thing where it's like, is this, is this like a big picture of Cade on the fucking <laughs> Traveler? It's no. Face. It's his face just like I did ask them though. I was like, are you sure he's dead? Like, come on. They're like, <laughs> They're like, are you sure? They're like, he's dead. And I'm like, okay, well, here's a fan theory that I heard. And I was talking about uh, the gun and Firefly mm-hmm. and how you didn't see the gun, like, use its proc. And so, like, oh. just all this stuff. A lot of eyebrow right they had They had seen the theory. They were like, he's dead. And then I was like, okay, but, like, is the light going to come into play in Forsaken? Like, the light, you know, like, eh. And they were like, hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, all right, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first uh, mission that I played, we it was basically Kay just like guiding me through the start, the starting area of the reef, essentially, um, and fighting a bunch of waves of, of enemies, and Kate's fighting with you, and um, it's like the usual Destiny Two stuff. Right. It's funny. I was reading an article on 
variety for some reason. I was just like mm. looking up Destiny 2 Forsaken first mission to see what other people were saying about it. Um, and the variety article was like, it's more Destiny 2, whether like that's good or bad for yeah. you, like whatever. But I. Classic day of E3. I played a thing. I have to turn yeah, in 400 words on Yeah, it but I genuinely felt extremely excited about it. Like it feels like this is really what was in the forefront of everybody's minds while they were putting out Osiris and Warmind. And I asked them about that. I asked them, like, do you feel like Curse of Osiris and Warmind suffered right. from the work that you guys have been doing on Forsaken? And they were like, well, like, we knew that Forsaken was going to be big. And, like, we right. basically It's so yes. similar to so, – so neither of you played Destiny 1. Mm-mm. Destiny 1 launched. It didn't have a lot of content. It then had two expansions, one of which was okay. The other one was like, eh. Um, I mean, one of them – there was good stuff about each, but, like, neither of them was, like, move the needle for most right, people. Right. And then the Taken King came out, and that was like, yo, this game is actually really good. And was it, So was that DLC, or was that, like, year two? That was that was DLC. That was year two. Okay. That was, like, if you went to buy the game, the version of it that you could get a year later was Taken King plus the other two DLCs, basically. Um, and so it sounds like this is very similar to that notion that's, like, right. hey – the new new main area, which Taken King also had, which was like this cool hive. So Taken King was like the king of the hive arrived, and mm-hmm. he was mad. And it's tied to this because in that the the Taken King arrives and starts taking people. You've probably fought the Taken in yeah. Destiny too, yeah. and and uh, the Queen of the Reef, whose name I keep fucking forgetting, and it's driving me up the wall. Queen. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, she's it was Queef. The queen of the Reef. Who, her brother is the villain in this game. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's there too. They're all fighting, Queef and her brother. Um, and they <laughs> fight cannot. the Taken. Her brother's fart. Her fart, yeah. <laughs> and so Queef and fart, uh, like it's the Taken King is like, and there's an explosion. And because oh, Queef does their magic ritual. Yeah, and, Queef goes like, <laughs> right. And you think that she's going to do the thing to the Taken King and kill him, but no, Taken King lives and then does it back. And then she's like the sheriff. Queef dies, presumably. Um, I think. Like that's the thing. It's a mystery. Yes. You don't know. Yes. Is yes. Queef dead? I'm pretty sure. What, I mean, I left Taken right. King thinking both Queef and Fart were dead. <laughs> and so to see Fart show basically tells me Queef is also probably alive. Probably alive. Yeah. So, um, um, but he seems like a dope villain. He seems like a very cool villain, and and a lot of the thought that went into making him the villain was like. They wanted a human, or like they a wanted humanoid, like a like a yes. They, they didn't just want a, a um. They didn't just want a mon like a, a an other. What the fuck is the name of the specific species that 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 like the? Oh, what are they called? It's been too long since I played Destiny. I don't know. There's the he- the hex, the vex, the yeah, hive. They didn't want. They just didn't want like um. They wanted some. Something like a that, player character type. They wanted character, someone right? that you could like relate to, mm-hmm. and what someone they, with a fucking face. Yes, and what they are doing with him is they are basically they're challenging the player to see if the player like is going to be questioning like their own right. you know light and dark, which I think sounds very interesting. It's going to be one of those well, like, like anti-hero like yeah, but it's like been that question. They have been. So, as someone who's read the lore cards, mm-hmm. which you mentioned, they're actually adding lore stuff directly they're, into the game. They're now. adding lore about. So just real quick, I asked them specifically about the Zol fight in Warmind, who is the boss, right. who they kind of like just right. throw you into without giving you any background. I had no idea wrote about what this. was happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I asked them about that and what they're going to be doing about that with Forsaken. And they are going to be giving you backstory for his character. But what they're also going to be doing is adding a Triumphs, a triumphs um, collection, which is like essentially note cards or right. something. And you collect them in different in, parts and of And in the, the game, world. you can go in and it'll be like... And you collect them and then it'll put them in order right. and you can... Yeah. It'll be like, it was a fart, got the spaceship and blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah. Right. Okay, so... But the thing I was going to say there is, like, since the first game, there's always been this notion that's like, oh, is the Traveler really good? Is the light really good? Right. And they've never really engaged with it. It's just been this lingering thing where pretty much everyone knows the Traveler's done some fucking shit. And that, like, hey, maybe maybe this is not so cut and dry. And we've been waiting for the other shoe to drop, the other foot to drop, the other shoe to drop? Shoe. It's the, other sh- it's the other it's a shoe. It's the other shoe. Other shoe to drop. But, you yeah. know, you so got feet on the mind. You got feet on the mind. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll, maybe it'll drop this time. Maybe I'm very excited. It's it's going to be huge. They're adding two new um, two new areas. So two new areas. They're expanding the tower. Um, they they're adding gambit. They are adding like a ton of weapons. You Could can you, now. Did you do? Yeah, I was gonna say. Did you do that? Yeah. So they now have bows and arrows. Um, the bow that I the bow and arrow that I played with was one that I wasn't super fond of. It was like an arched triple shot, That's and weird. I couldn't like get the arch down. The regular shot was three shots. Yes, three oh, shots. Weird. Yeah, but they have like all. I asked them, and they have like all kinds. They have like just straight shot one right, like right, right. precision stuff. Um, and then you can also equip um, heavy weapons in your secondary slot. Cool. So you can have like energy snipers and shotguns, which That's is very so, cool. So again, Destiny One, you straight up could just have shotguns yeah. and sniper rifles. They were secondary weapons, yeah. and I missed that so much. And it was like one of those things where it was like I felt like I was eating my medicine. I was taking my medicine mm-hmm. in Destiny Two, where it's like. They probably tested this. I get why they moved these to the the power slot or whatever. Right. I get it. But I miss having a shotgun with more ammo because shotguns in this game are cool. And shotguns, it seems, are going to be the meta for Gambit, at least to start. Like shotguns Close were, up. Yeah. Shotguns were what they showed in all the gameplay and people then want, what people were using like while They we fucking were know people want yeah. their shotguns. Right. Cool. Um, so yeah, it was very good. I'm super excited about it. Natalie, are you going to start playing Destiny 2? I mean... I know it's not called Duty Zombies. They did say well, that... this is the thing, is like Gambit scratched two very particular like itches of mine when it comes to first-person shooters is like the Call of Duty Zombies itch, which is those like wave hordes and like uh, strategizing against specific type of em- enemies right. and and like knowing kind and like and having like a rhythm of play, which I really really enjoy about Call of Duty Zombies is it's very rhythmic and very like I am in control almost all the time because I know what's to expect. Um, so it scratched that itch, and then with the PvP. Um, the PvP thing, I jumped into the other arena twice and that scratched sort of like the other shooter that, or first person shooter that I've spent the most amount of time with, which is Overwatch and like, okay, I have to really pay attention to what, I see that their focus is diverted. I have to sort of like um, um, keep myself, I have to strategize about the way I approach them and things right. like that. There's so, an opportunity that because someone's attention is distracted to then get in right then versus exactly. like, oh no, I can't fight three people. I'll lose against three people. Yeah, right. exactly. It's it's more, it's not as obvious and direct. It's more sort of like dynamic and, and fluid and moving around. And so it was fascinating that a game I've never even like, thought of playing or like even like had I have no idea what Destiny's about. I have no idea like what gameplay is like in Destiny. I've mm-hmm. never, ever, ever 
um, even ventured to look into it. And so Danica throwing me into the ring and being like, we're playing right now. We're the people. Let's go. was like awesome because I realized that like the things that I have like in these like safe sort of like outlets that I've tried so far of like, okay, I've tried these two games and I've spent a lot, a lot of time in them. And I'm like, oh, these mechanics exist in other yeah. first person yeah. shooters yeah. and they're not, you know, exclusive to these two, two games. And, um, that was really exciting for me and like makes me like want to explore more and definitely like talking to the dev or talking to the project lead and talking to the game director, they were like really excited about the fact that I like got so into and, it. Yeah. That's like the dream, right? Yeah. I asked like, them, I, I had a question for them and I was like, what, what is it? Can players like Natalie players who like didn't even know anything about destiny before, can they hop into forsaken and feel like there isn't some like wild barrier to entry for them to, um, learn about the story or whatever else. And they said that basically what they're doing with Forsaken that's different is that everything that is available after you like complete the story in the first in mm-hmm. the first uh, part um, is just available now. So cool. like you yeah. can get Forsaken and you can immediately play Gambit. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. like very rad to me because yeah. I know I will play if I if I get Destiny two I will play a lot of Gambit and then I'll have to like slowly creep out into the rest of the game. I mean, I will say like Destiny two is a game where a lot of the issues I think people have with it now are in our eighty or ninety or a hundred. That first like. 30, 20 to 30 hours. I love the, like, I love the original campaign. It's a really, really smooth sailing. It does just grab you and take mm-hmm. you through it very mm-hmm. smoothly. And it will, for someone who likes shooters, like I think it'll bring you on board pretty mm-hmm. quickly and you'll end up really liking a lot of the content mm-hmm. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm stoked. Cool. Did y'all play anything else today or see anything else? Take any other Crash Bandicoot pictures? We've been pictures? doing a lot. No, we've been doing a lot of stuff on the floor for video stuff that we'll be releasing we have a fun video coming at the end of E3. To um, be and basically we've, ju- basically, we've just been running around the floor taking pictures and, and videos and stuff. So um, if you follow Waypoint's Twitter, Twitter.com slash Waypoint, we're running around with cell phones and we're we're going to run and find some stuff to play tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow we've got. Um, I was going to say, yeah, what's up, what's up with y'all tomorrow? We're going to Annapurna in nice. the morning. Nice. Good stuff there. And then we're, I'm going, Danica and I are splitting for the first oh, time. No. And I'm going to see, speaking of zombies, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 with Joel. Um, <laughs> nice. So I'm really pumped about that. Um, and Danica's going to go see... Uh, untitled Pablo. Yeah, Untitled Publisher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With you. Stuff. Yep, oh, we'll nice. That. Mm-hmm. That'll awesome. be fun. I'm excited about that stuff. Me too. So, yeah. It seems cool. You should go with this if you don't have anything going on. I might... Tomorrow's a little... We'll compare. I, we'll, we'll take a look. I think you are at Tomb Raider. Yes. But, yeah, look at that I'll schedules. Be, I'll be in a Shout tomb. out to me um, running past Tomb Raider on the social video today and going, this game... <laughs> you said, and here, shot of the Tomb Raider. Um, questionable. A little questionable <laughs> right now. Damn. Like, very loudly in front of their booth. Damn. And then I was like... Oh. Yeah, it was, it's they a They had a cosplayer... Oh, it was at the booth. Fucking oh bad. boy, they had a. They I like had, Danica and I, I. Well, I ran up to him because I am like photo op, photo op queen like, yeah, of today. Uh-huh, yeah. So I, I run. I like see someone dressed up. 
near the uh, shadow of the Tomb Raider booth and I'm like, let's go take a pic. And I run up and then I just halt in my tracks. Yeah. So it was a black cosplayer. He was all by himself, like just at the front of the booth, kind of like, but completely dressed in um, like, like tattered, like boat. Like, I don't really know anything about the natives. I don't know anything about the game, but it was like. The moment I saw it, was he a cosplayer was, like, or was he a was he, he employee? Was an employee. Got you. Yeah. Got you. It yeah. was not just a guy who was like, I'm super into no, this stuff. He was no, just no, no. Like, like I think he was like a hired cosplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Because there was like a security guard right next to him and he was right next to he was like right on the you were painting this picture of this guy in this like tattered costume no. next to a fucking cop. Good. No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. anyway, we turned around very quickly. That was like the and first we were, thing like, we saw at the booth. That and felt very bad. <laughs> like, yeah. It was. It just felt a little, I don't know, exploitative to like go up was, and be like, hey, can we get a picture of like the only Hired cosplayer here for some reason. Like, uh, yeah. Well, I hope tomorrow's better <laughs> in that regard. I'm excited about Annapurna. Annapurna I've seen dope. almost Annapurna everything that they have, stuff. but Let's Natalie check hasn't in tomorrow. seen anything. Yeah, their so. stuff is super good. So enjoy that. Yeah. Super pumped. We are going to take another quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about whatever Patrick saw and then some cyberpunk, which again, really, really, really cool. Really excited to talk about it. I also have my only fanboy moment ever in relation to cyberpunk. So stay, I'm already blushing. So like, stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. Welcome back to day one of E3 2018 right here at Waypoint Radio. We've talked about... We do need an air horn. What does that sound? Okay. It's an air horn. Is it though? It doesn't yeah. sound like an air horn. No. That was uh, Natalie. We did Danielle's games. We did my games. We did Rob Zachney's. We did LA. Sorry, we did LA Rob's games. We talked to Danica and Natalie about Destiny, and also about Natalie's first E3 experiences. We didn't mention that Natalie now has an E3 skin for her vape. Oh, that's a spoiler! Is it a spoiler? Edit this yeah. out of the pod. What is it a spoiler <laughs> to? Already Start on over. The- it's already on Periscope. Welcome back to day one, E3 2018. I am nothing if not a professional. Austin Walker here rejoining the rest of the Waypoint Radio crew. Danielle, we talked about your games. A little bit, yeah. We talked about some of my games. Mm. Rob, we, L.A. Rob, we talked about your uh, war crimes. (laughs) (laughs) It's not as big a crime as that vape stick that Natalie's rocking. (laughs) Keep I'm both. not editing any Keep of this. Both. This is Keep all in. Both. I'm making a creative Y'all decision. Are narcs. Making a creative decision. This is all in. All of it. All of it. I'm in. the producer here. All of it. Oh, you're gonna produce the podcast. You're gonna say I have to produce the podcast. You're gonna do that. I mean, to actually edit. You're gonna produce it. <laughs> okay, maybe that's editing. Ooh, shit. <laughs> all right. We're gonna have a conversation. Okay. <laughs> Patrick. Hey. What did you see today? I saw a lot of things with you. It's true. We are schedules lined up. What happened is, what happened was... Uh, cycles lined up. Yeah, it is. And the cycles where we want <laughs> to see the cycles. good games. The demo <laughs> cycles. was like, oh, you're seeing that? I'm, I'm going to just go with you and see <laughs> we'll if they'll let see me what in. what happens. Yeah. They had to... We kicked the people who make uh, 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 Beyond Good and Evil out of their chairs. Yeah, like senior people on Beyond Good and Evil. They're like, I guess we'll give up our... There's two of them? We were supposed to explain this game to you. Yeah, Yeah, there's two of them. No, I know what I'm saying. That's like, they were surprised that there were two of us. Oh, yes. Well, they weren't supposed to be. (laughs) They were not. It worked out. Neither of us had that appointment until last minute, so. 
Anyway. Uh, yeah, the game I saw to start E3 was uh, uh, Remedy's new game called Control, which mm. was announced at the Sony press conference. What is that? Uh, it's still hard. You know, they're being pretty cagey uh, about exactly... Wait, David oh, Cage's? No. Oh, no. David Cage presents... <sighs> Remedy Entertainment's... Don't, what you, you, could don't you dare besmirch that. No. Like so, that. Um, the trailer they showed uh, at Sony's press conference, like, showed, like, a third-person action game where you can, like, pick and uh, pull things up out of the ground and, like, throw things around. Not in the Quantum Break universe. Not in the Quantum Break universe, but it definitely know. has, like, sort of, like, a quantum sort of... Uh, similar sort of, like, combat mechanics. Sure. Um, and we'll talk more about this game once I have a chance okay. to talk to Sam Blake on Thursday. Oh, awesome. Like, my interview The face of demo. Max Payne. Yeah. Uh, yeah, scrunch your face up. Mm. Uh, so once I have a chance to talk to him, we'll kind of dive deeper in that. I will say very briefly, um, like the the tone I was getting from the about like fifteen minute demo that they showed, uh, I was trying to figure out like is this more Alan Wakey? Is this more Quantum Breaky? Mm-hmm. Wakey, Wakey, X control- and Wakey. It-, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it gave me like more of a, a kind of a horror vibe from the trailer. Okay, and then watching the extended demo, there's definitely horror elements. And then uh, afterwards, I was kind of getting like, "Hey, is there sort of like a cinematic touchstone? Like, what are you sort of going for? What can people expect from that part of it?" And they said, "Well, there's horror elements." Uh, I did like that they described uh, the sort of uh, aesthetic of thrill they're going for as the new weird. Okay, that's which is like a good phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for me, what I picked up on was it felt very 80s Spielberg, Poltergeist. Okay. Which okay. is okay. not, uh, over, you know, there, there are jump scares. It is scary. It is weird. It is uh, terrifying to some degree, but it is not, m- like, when people think horror, I think they think buckets of blood. Yeah, they yeah. think jump scares and, like, 80s Spielberg, like, in Poltergeist, Poltergeist, which he produced and apparently, like, like pseudo-directed, apparently, huh. based on what you believe. <laughs> um but, like, he had a certain sort of approach to, like, different kinds of uh, horror stuff in, in the 80s. And this felt very much like that's that. Cool. That, that's cool. That's a cool sort of uh, right, vibe well, to go for. We'll check in on that after you talk to Sam Lake. Yeah. You saw something else, though. We both did. We did. We saw, like, a hour-long, 50-minute-long cyberpunk demo. Yes. That is, like, uh, this is one of those demos that, that I suspect people will be talking about for a long time. At in, some point, this will come out. Some version yes, of this will come out as like a YouTube video. Yes. Um, they did this like very endearing thing at the top. It was like, so like, this is going to have glitches and like it's going to have like frame rate skips. And it's like, we're still Fuck working off. on this stuff, which it had like none of it. I mean, like, whatever it did bit. was like d- d- meaningless. Right. But it says something about CD Projekt Red and or they're like, hey, we just want to get like have our uh, cake needed too, which is like. Y'all, you all are going to go write about this, and then yeah. we'll release this later, and then you will all write about it again. Yeah, yeah. So, but either way, like, well, when they uh, the, were showing The Witcher 3 for the last time, um, like, they did this theater presentation where it was very much an hour-long thing, which is like, hey, we're just going to play the game. Right. And we're going to show you a specific directed version of that, but it's one in which it's, uh, whereas Fallout 76 was, like, vignettes explaining the game in, like, uh, a very specific way. Um, and Anthem was like this edited, confusing right. jarble of like. But what even the is demo this? was just here is a very small vertical slice of a right. thirty minute like fight sequence and like, exploration sequence. Right. This is this is like this is just fifty minutes. We're gonna like boot up an early part of the game. You're gonna see some story stuff. We're gonna walk through a full quest. 
You're going to see how a quest plays you're out. You're going to go through a hub. You're going to, like, we're going to look at it. Uh, show you getting upgrades. We're going to show you upgrading equipment. We're going to show off abilities that you might get in the course of play. Mm-hmm. I suspect that some of that stuff was uh, vertical sliced in the sense of, like, okay, we're going to add in extra, like, end gamey type abilities or, like, right. mid to end game type abilities in this early match. I don't think there was, like, super good shotgun that she ends up getting is going right. to be in that fight scene. Right. But, like, that stuff was all very clear to be like, oh, look at the range of stuff we have. It's a kind of demo that at the end driving, of Driving, like, driving, everything. Mm-hmm. You, you end up going, like, I have a good sense of what this game is. Yeah. Have they answered every question? No. Have they filled in every gap? No. But your imagination can start doing the work. You can start wondering in, in an excited way right. what didn't they tell me. Because in the demo, it's more what they left out was curious and fun and exciting as opposed to what they left out was like well are they leaving that shit out because like they don't have answers to that are they leaving Mm -hmm. that shit out because like they don't they can't show it it was one of the most impressive demos i've seen in a while this is the most impressive demo so i've only this is my fourth e3 i've not been here the way that patrick has since he was 15 or whatever really i came here kind of late and i've been here for four years and catching up catching up this is easily the most impressive E3 demonstration. This is the E3 demonstration that you dream E3 presentations are in the sense of like, I'm going to get a very holistic understanding of a game. I'm going to get something uninterrupted, unedited, no jumping around. I'm going to be able to report back on what at least this thing looks like. Um, you know, and like, <sighs> as someone who grew up playing Cyberpunk. Uh, 2020 and and you know third edition and, and stuff like that someone who grew up reading cyberpunk short fiction loving cyberpunk as a genre wishing there was more of it being frustrated again and again and again we've had the conversation all the flying cars none of the the burning fields of oil and none of the fields of oil on fire this felt like a a it got it it understood that it is an aesthetic it is an aesthetic but it also is something about class and something about uh, 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 material relationships between different types of people. And I think one of the most important things, like maybe this is like where to start explaining what this demo is, is when you think about Deus Ex, when you think about uh, Syndicate, a game I like, um, when you think about so many games in this this type of, of fiction, there are, there are uh, uh, especially in video games, in big budget AAA video games. I think in the alternative game uh, space, in the indie game space, this isn't so much the case. But in AAA, when you get cyberpunk, what you get is a person in a position of power. Almost always. You almost always get a secret agent or a corporate agent or something like that. You're like a fucking down on their luck, like in the pits, grimy as fuck, like fixer, like, uh, you know, operative. You are effectively a shadow runner, right? Like that's the term that you would use in the world of Shadowrun. You're doing things here. You are a solo or a hacker net runner. Like you are barely making it by. You're barely making it by. The game the demo opens with you and a uh, companion named Jackie. So so Hold you, on. I want to yes. just set up how we watched this demo, which yes. was that I was I believed Austin was about to have a potentially borderline religious experience. Yeah. <laughs> true. And so I said we we agreed you watch the demo, and I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to take notes. Yeah. You take no notes. I just want to bask in it. You just want to I just took, watch this. I may have taken a note. I might have taken one note. Hmm. I want to see what it was. The single note. <laughs> was. No, I didn't do it. I didn't take a single right. fucking note because it was so cool. It was uh, very and on nice this page, you. a single word. <laughs> nouns. <laughs> proper oh, proper no. nouns. Oh. There are plenty of Cheers. proper nouns. There are plenty of proper nouns. Oh. Um, the game that the demo opens with, like, taking you to... 
a very slick UI in which you're creating your character because good title screen, great title screen. Oh my god, they could have left the title screen up for an hour and fine. we would have written a, written a take about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, go into the, the character creation. You can create a, a male or female character. We asked later whether or not there would be something that would break that binary up. Yeah, it was like, well, specifically because a lot of the game, and they used the word like fluid, which is like, right. this is like a, in some ways, a genre fluid game. In a lot of ways, it's a, like the player character and like, there's no classes, right? right. You don't pick something like, I'm a fighter at the start. Like, right. they, they're like, we want you to, uh, to You do pick a, there is like, so. But I don't think you have to stick to that stuff. No, correct. Yes, it's basically like, hey, do you want to like start a certain way, but like you can spec in a different direction and they're going to let you kind of figure that out. And it would seem very strange, especially, I'm not deeply familiar with Cyberpunk, but like the sure. way Austin has talked about it, it's like, it would be odd that in 2077, it would just be male and female. Right. Like, that would be a strange way to sort of do that. And so we asked uh, specifically, you know, uh, one of the designers who uh, was like, hey, like, is there, there's genre fluidity, there's like spec fluidity. And there's sexual fluidity, we and know that. sexual fluidity, like, what, what's up with like with gender the, fluidity? Gender and they said, here. they said, we're not here to talk about it right now, but like, let this be clear, like, we're aware of that. It's something we're thinking about. And they did up front say, like, the character creator is, like, not done at all. Right. They were just showing us, like, some stuff. So, I don't that know stuff, that's, hopefully that's, it, it would seem like a really strange oversight, yeah. especially given how much uh, care and uh, nuance is to, like, the other political aspects of yeah. this game. Any hint that you might be able to, like, create a character who's almost, like, transhuman or post-human, like, someone who's so heavily modded up that... Not from the jump, because, okay. because the modification stuff is so key to... Yeah, progression. progression. That, that's probably, but, that, that may be part of the story progression. R- right, but, like, if you take a look at Cyberpunk 2020 and, and the influences, like, there is... It's interesting, like, it isn't like Shadowrun, where every piece of metal you put in your body, you become less of a human, your essence gets eaten away... But instead, it is much more like, yeah, you can completely, totally change your body. But like the character that we saw by the end of that game had so many, or by the end of this demo had so many abilities, was showing off so many abilities that they were someone who was very clearly not just flesh and blood. Um, and I don't know if that's a, I don't suspect that we'll see, like, oh yeah, that person is is agender because they are they have, they're just agender, they're, they're or they're yeah. gender neutral or gender fluid. And are more machine than person. You know, I don't, there didn't seem to be any sort of like, oh yeah, you're all metal or like a blend of biotech or you know what I mean? Like it was, it was very clear you're picking this kind of very, very, um, you're building this character who feels like a cyberpunk, right? You are a punk. You are a cyberpunk who's doing some dirt to get by. The character's name is V. There is a character name. V is a good name. Mm -hmm. It's a solid standard name there. Um, You know, you could pick like some logos and like jacket shit and like cool, like, I, like, there's all sorts of like, very basic but quick, like way to put your mark on the character and the character creator. I'm very glad there are multiple character that you could be a, a, a man or a woman at least. Um, and then it jumps you in, and and in this demo that they were showing, it opens in the middle of an operation, in the middle of a, of a job. It's like hectic in this really, and it's hectic. It reminded me a lot of Observer, Good. except you were going in to rescue somebody or to recover. Rescue yeah. is strong. Rescue suggests a sort of uh, uh, altruism, a, altruism yeah. a sort yeah. of like, ah, nice. yes, I'm here to save someone. And also they picked, uh, you know, uh, they, they picked a woman to uh, for the character right. because there was like this woman in the audience who was like super fucking psyched for this demo. And they're like, you know what, because of you, all right, this woman. That's a lie. They really? said that, but if you look, they gave us all cards that were like, here is, break, let me break this down for you. Here's like, if you, there was a lot in that demo Here's some info. We played as a woman because he's like, ah, so, okay. There well, was a woman in the audience who was super excited about it. She was, and, and I wanted, I wanted to buy into the story. It was very oh, much a showmanship yeah. type of thing. 
Um, well, whatever. At least they built the demo to play as the one, which is not did. the case, like, for the in Assassin's the, Creed one, like, when they started. Like, they right. eventually got to her, yes, but, yeah. like, yeah. Um, so it's you and your friend Jackie, who is, like, a uh, Hispanic dude, big, bulky guy, like, able to, like, you know, punch down fucking uh, walls or, or doors with his cyber enhancements. A nice boy. He's like such a nice boy. Nice boy. He's like like yeah, he is he is like, like holding you he's back. He's so concerned about you in like not in a paternalistic way no, or it's a romantic like, way. And it's just like you, like part of the character uh, that you're you're playing or that, that's written for you is just like you were like a hard edge. Like when do you have a good night out where like you have like gotten some credits or uh, eddies, some eddies. eddies. Some, it's, oh. it's, it's like it's euro dollars. You are eddies. you are hard edge. Like eddies. you're gonna go get a bottle of whiskey and like three days later wake up somewhere Next with to like with a, a pile of bodies you've been having sex with. Yeah. And he's <laughs> always just like, like oh, that's exactly mm, it. Oh, like just. Let's just go. Is this going to be another one of those? Are you like, fucking, mm, and it's not so, in a judgy way. Not no, in a judgy way. No, not in a way he wants the best that. for you. He's just like, don't. Oh, I don't have it in me right Are now. Are we going out again? Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Oh, He's very it's good. so cute. And in this moment, the two of you are breaking into a, a, a an abandoned building that's been taken over by scavengers who've kidnapped some rich lady whose you know uh, insurance company or whatever is paying you to go rescue. Well, the her. room is also full of bodies where they've been har- so rather they've than harvesting organs, right. you are harvesting implants. Right. Mm. It's a classic cyberpunk like mm. trope, mm-hmm. right? Um, and everything I like, I it is so hard for me to talk about like how beautiful the game is or how detailed and how overwhelming it is with detail. Uh, you know, because when I think about The Witcher, I don't, I think it's a beautiful game. The Witcher is a gorgeous game, but it paints its, it's pictures. It's not dense. No, it's not dense. It paints with, with broadness, with vastness. Well, it's only dense in those city areas. Right. It but is dense in there, those areas, but. And, and here's the, yeah. the, we haven't even said this. It's a first person game. Oh, right? okay. It's okay. Fir- and, and the reason they did that from speaking with this designer is like, we wanted to communicate things that only, that you can only communicate in first person. Scale. Scale. Uh, looking up from the canyons of steel and glass and, and being surrounded by it. Being in these dense, mm-hmm. claustrophobic buildings in a way that Geralt, even in Novigrad, it, it gets busy, but it's not the building, dense. It's not skyscrapers. And it's not apartment buildings that are just covered in stuff. They're covered mm-hmm. in bumper stickers and and tchotchkes and you know old needles and rubber ducky dirt and rubber keychains and, rubber ducky key yeah. Chains and yeah. dirt and like all that stuff all that stuff is layered and layered and layered in a way that is so like it is immersive isn't right it's it's so lived in it, exactly the, like within 30 seconds like this is a place right mm. yes like the, the the walls tell a story right. and not in an environmental storytelling sort of way i mean we yes, died but yeah right right, right. Yeah. but in a way that's like people live here right so you go through that place, you're looking for this woman, you find a body, already dead, doesn't, re- doesn't register as her, you like end up going deeper in, you realize that the scavengers who are ripping out body parts are still here, and you get into a gunfight, and it's a first-person shooter. And like I think at first it's like, oh, it's a little bullet spongy, but then like it starts to come together. And there are numbers. There are numbers. There's damage numbers, like Borderlands or something like that. Right. Um, I, given CD Projekt Red, I bet you could turn those turn off if you off, want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point in the game, the character... I might actually do that. Yeah, me too. I think I might. I might leave health bars on if I can. Yeah. But not... Anyway, so you end up fighting your way through it. There's like a, a, a couple cool moments of like needing to shoot through a, like a vent that you have a hacker who's on comms who's like hacking your way through the building <laughs> so that you can get different pathways and stuff. I'll admit, I, this early in the demo... Yeah, I was concerned about the the shooting. Me too, one hundred percent. By not, the end of that demo, I was not concerned. No, but about it, the shooting. early on, yeah. it didn't come across as like, oh yeah, this is some shooting. Like right. it, it, 
it was hard. It, to, it like, was hard to gauge what it was. I was like, is this Fallout Three? Which is like, mm, right? Like, it's a cool world, but like, eh. and it gets there. It gets to a place where 100%. I felt very comfortable with yes. it. But in the like the opening five minutes, right. so it was a little like the world looked beautiful. Yeah. Like, the density was amazing, and then I was just like, but there's a lot of shooting, and I don't know how I feel yeah. about it mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. You shoot your way through this thing. You, you kill all the bad the bad guys who are clearly not bad. Like they're they they are okay. They're organ yeah. officers. They're bad guys. You're also, but you're also, also bad. a you're bad also guy. A bad. And the person yeah. whose organ is being harvested is also probably a bad person because you finally get to her. You like, like, what's up with her? She's still alive. She's buried in, like, or she's in a, a tub filled with ice and she is unresponsive. unresponsive but alive. You, like, heal her up with, like, a temporary fix. You scan her and realize she has trauma team level uh, uh, platinum, right? Which is like the first little inkling that this is a game about about a world with about material relations, about politics, about economies, about class. Because she's like your character's like, oh shit! Normally, the fucking trauma team would have just shown up to save her ass. Why didn't they do that? Oh, they put a blocker in her so that they couldn't. They had like a chip in her that blocked She's, her. Yeah, out of the network. Right. Like otherwise, they would know. So her you, body would trigger like. A trauma team to come in without her having to do anything. So you, you remove the virus, which is like it's so dirty. It's just a, like an SD card in her head, right? It's just like oh yeah, she takes that. it out and just throws it on the ground, right? And, it's and just then just, instantly ugh. the the UI comes up. It's like oh yeah, they'll be there in, in uh, three minutes, one hundred eighty seconds, and or whatever it is. And it's like oh yeah, great. Yeah, she has fucking money. And like, a timer comes up. Yeah, and oh, it's not. So, and there's there's very, a very specific line. Uh, I think you I, have notes. I don't. Yeah, I wrote it down because we both chuckled at this point. That was like oh, <laughs> so after it says like oh the trauma team is on its way, be there in three minutes or 180 seconds or whatever. It says <laughs> your premium plan will cover ninety percent of the projected treatment uh, from the trauma. Blah 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 blah. Right. Which is like one like the game you know projects that like this is like some part of the rich society like part of the upper class at the same time like still only covers still like 90 percent even the platinum members of this insurance company are which only says so much about like yes in that one line communicates a lot about the world on down and then yeah the rest of that scene is you go out to the like the the kind of balcony from this abandoned apartment complex and you have her in your arm. She's naked. Like this is a game that did not did not shy away from from. from but not, did not nudity. feel exploitative. It was not exploitative. She was naked because they were doing surgery on her. There was also a naked she male was naked. body there. She just was naked, right? Um, and you carry her out, and the trauma team arrives in a big flying fucking like APC flying uh, ambulance. That like land. Well, okay, we'll just calm down because then they oh, all got okay. out and they're fucking riot cops. They're like corporate riot. That's cops. the trauma team. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they're like, get the fuck back, put her down. And they like go down. They put down a like extendable. Uh, it's a pretty cool stretcher. Stretcher, and you put her on the. They like stretcher. throw it down, hit a and button, and it goes. So <laughs> tense because it's just like don't get yelled at. It's another thing that I think benefits from the first person Wait, perspective. Did it feel like you're fucking showdown with like cops on yeah, the street? Yeah, of course like, it fucking did. Wired yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. It's and it where was, like, if you took too many steps yeah. forward. Just a bullet in your head, and no one's ever coming totally, for you. Totally, and that feeling reoccurs again and again in this demo. There's a sequence later when you're kind of doing a, a trade. You're trying to do a trade uh, for this like stolen robot, the stolen like drone, uh, and it gets to a point where it's like your partner's like, "I don't want to sit down. If I sit down, I'm an easy target." And he says it loud. He says that in the way that's like. He's trying to make like make it clear he knows what's going on here, and you're like, you have a choice, obviously. Like, Jackie, sit down, and you sit down. Of course, of course, he's right. Of course, it's going to go bad, and you, it's threatening, and it's it's um, tense, 
And the main character, V, was like, the choices that they were making for her were to try to negotiate her way through this and keep calm and keep the upper hand. And it had that sense of tension that I do not see in RPGs, largely because you're always speaking from a position of power. And here, it feels like you are so disposable. You're, you're just, there's at a, any moment someone's right. going to come up, put a bullet in you, and then it's just game over. Right. There's a mm-hmm. rule in, so my favorite tabletop R, uh, uh, cyberpunk RPG is a game called The Sprawl. Uh, it's, it's like Dungeon World. It's the same basic mm-hmm. 2D6 rule set. And in Dungeon World, when you are a character, when you are the, uh, the paladin, you are the paladin. You are the only paladin in the land. It's a rule of the game. When you're the wizard, there might be other mages, there might be other shamans, there might be other, you are the wizard. In The Sprawl, there's a core rule, which is like, no, there are infinite hackers. You're not a thing. Like, <laughs> you want to be the street samurai? There's a billion, like, soldiers. There's a billion. Like, you're so replaceable. And this game presents that feeling in all the dialogue options, at least at the 50-minute at the, 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 the demo that we saw, which helps because it makes the opportunity you get to, like, oh, this could be the one. This could be the one that gets me my foot in the door with the real fixer, the real players. Mean something because it so firmly sells that feeling of threat and that feeling of of uh, of, of being on the edge of of um, there's a word I'm looking precarity right. Mm-hmm. Well, in that sequence you're talking about where uh, there's something interesting where it does where usually dialogue choices in the game it pauses the action and there are yeah. moments where like the game stops and it's like okay like you can scroll yeah. through the options think what you want to do but specifically in this moment where the other character is like kind of like saying like. Hey, like I don't feel comfortable with things. Like I'm kind of asserting himself, and then you have this other character who's pushed. You know, the, one of the not quite enemy, but like it's a hostile sort of yeah. uh, a group is like pushing back. You have dialogue options that you can continually rotate through, and one that's always coming up is like pull your gun out, pull your gun out. Oh, and they're different mo- throughout. Like a, it's a always at the 30, bottom, like twenty five minute section, and it's like and you could hit the Y button to do it. It's like a specific pull your gun out button, like unholster. It's yeah. not just pick the option and then it does it. It's like hit Y, you will unholster, and then communicate something. And, like, the, the person running the demo is constantly saying, no, no, no. Like, they're always going for another option. I'm going option, to talk about it. O- but it's always there. And eventually you are forced to bring out your gun because the game forces your hand or the scenario forces your hand. But what's interesting is, like, that option is always there. And so then immediately you, when the demo's over, you're wondering, like, well, what would have changed had I pulled that gun out immediately? Branch, right? mm-hmm. It's so funny to me because you, we think about we think about like the Deus Ex. We think about like this yeah. style of immersive sim that is about um, uh, about dialogue and about about the kind of conversation choices on top of being about exploration and stuff like that. And most of the time, the kind of way that we talk about it, not with prey actually so much, but with so many other ones, like oh, did you shoot your way through the fight? Or that, that that warehouse, or did you sneak your way through it, or did you hack your way through it? It's very human revolution. Those right. Very that sort of like that three is, clear those paths. Those are the three clear paths. Yeah. That's exactly it. Here it didn't feel like that. It felt like there were lots of ways it could have gone loud in which your character would have been placed in different allegiances, right? So the, the main bulk of this game, so you do the bit we talked about. You recover this 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 kind of a uh, uh, higher class person, get them to the trauma team. You go back to celebrate or like to kind of like recover. You wake up. Uh, v wakes up next to a bot next to a dude who's like, I guess I'll get the fuck out of here. Like, I guess <laughs> you're done with me. And there's like bottles everywhere bottles and stuff right, like totally. that. Mm. Walk around your bedroom and immediately that's such a distinction from The Witcher, right? Like Geralt doesn't have a home or Geralt does have a home. It's far away. Care Morgan. But this is seems like a place away. you're going to be coming back to. Yes. There'll probably customization. Checking your like, mail. It, mm-hmm. it, it is meant Checking to be a news. place to feel like home, not just like you open up the map and it's like, technically, this is your home. Like, right. But you don't spend any time yeah. there. 
Um, you know, and you get a call that's like there's lots of good video calls. The UI in this game is we saw so we saw other games today, and there were some that just didn't show UI at all, and there's some that had good UIs. I think Spider Man has a pretty good UI, mm-hmm. but every UI I saw felt like looking after seeing Cyberpunk, it felt like looking at a UI from the Xbox generation. Like hmm. the original Xbox. It felt like the difference between Blades. an Xbox, a late, a, yeah. no, 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 pre Blades, Xbox, not even Xbox 360. Oh, okay. Like, there's sort of like if you go back and play a game like, you know, Gun, go back and play a game like Mech Assault, everything's so big and blocky, you're like, oh, that's clearly from a long time ago. Cyberpunk's UI is so slick that it makes me feel that way about UI that I think is actually totally fine, but it re- reminds me that UIs are historical. They're not, even though you don't notice a UI in, a, in the moment of playing something, Ten years from now, we will look back at the games we're playing now and be like, ugh, that hideous UI. Mm-hmm. This feels like one of the games that will make me feel that way. It feels like a, a transition there. And so you get this like really slick you know, phone call comes in from Jack. He's like, we got an opportunity. And you're like, oh, I have to go take care of some stuff with my cyber doc, my ripper doc, who has to install some new shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, yeah, sure. But like, we also we got an in with this guy, Dex, who is like, who's like cyberpunk Rick Ross. He's cyberpunk Rick Ross. With okay. Okay. Giant, golden, giant golden arm, beautiful beard, burgundy suit. Got a, a cigar. Got a cigar. He's mm-hmm. so good. He's so fucking good. Uh, and you He gives go, no fucks about you. He's just like, ah. Yeah, maybe you can go do this. Maybe thing you can do me. this thing. Prove Let's to see. me that you can do this thing. Here's what happened: these these scavengers. <laughs> the way the way the, the way you, the mission briefings happen. Oh my it's like, god! Hey, just take this chip, and you. This guy could fuck you up. Like a huge part of this game is like that feeling. You, you, are, you are often dealing with something that you could put it in your brain, and then it's all over. And like it's putting chips in, taking chips out, and you just can't trust anybody. You just have to go on guttural instinct. And he hands over this chip, and you slide this SD card into your brain and then like what normally would be like game cuts away to like weird UI thing that makes no sense in the world but like this is how we're going to show you a map and explain like how they had but like you put an SD card in and then he's talking over clearly something's prepared for you to explain the mission no you're about to do time, no 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 stutter it, uh, it it absorbs your field of vision in a way that is scary in the sense of like, I've given myself over to this thing. He's next to me. He's not in my head. He's next to me in this limo as we drive around the block mm. and could just kick me out. And my visual cortex time. is now just his. Right. And then you pull the chip out when you're done doing the briefing and it, your sight is still foggy for a second. And again, there's this feeling of, th- it's so fucking, ugh. last year, this time, three, I'd be a month ago last year in May, I came out to see Far Cry 5. Oh, the pressure. Dan, he talks about the pressure. He talks about the feeling of threatening, the feeling of being being at threat, the feeling of being uh, in Far Cry 5. The idea was you're going to always worry that the, that the cult could be anywhere. Fucking <sighs> cyberpunk's feeling of threat and pressure is that it doesn't – it's not a cult. It's anybody. Everybody is so put upon and so down on their luck that everyone is looking for a leg up. Everyone is looking for any opportunity, and many people don't see you as a person at all, and they will just fuck you over. Like a that, lot of games this E3... It is, and it is, wow. and it is. And there's, been, and there's yeah. been a lot of games this E3 that have used the term oppression. Right. It's become actually sort of like a trendy buzzword. Yeah. And like this was the only game I saw this E3 that felt like you felt oppressed. And also... Everyone else is oppressed right. too, and so often when people are trying to get theirs, it's just because there's nothing Which to get. Is very Witcher, right? Yeah. Like I, I've heard the two of you talk about the Witcher for so many time, uh, for so long yeah. now, and one of the things that the Witcher does well, or can do well at least, is represent people as agents who have interests, and that even the worst of them tend to be coming from a place. And I don't mean that in the, like, gray morality sense, but I mean that in the way of, like, that's part of what good characterization can look like. And this, you know, it's a 50-minute demo. Who knows if they carry that off all the way. 
Um, but the main plot of this of this little mini arc is like you get this mission to prove to this guy that you're good enough to basically go on missions for him to be to be one of his agents, one of his contract, one of his workers. contract workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And you get the mission, which is like, okay, these people stole this robot, this drone that's really powerful, which is really meaningful for some reason from a military hardware company called Militech, and you have to go recover it. And like you could just go, it has a, there's a waypoint, you just go to it, you can just <laughs> go do it. Um, but the character says like, oh, well, one thing I could do, so it goes into another UI element where she's able to look at like the, um, like the, the, the blueprint for the thing or something. Mm-hmm. And she sees that it's made by Militech. And because of that, she's able to pursue a different line of investigation, which is I could just call the person who. There's like a contact. There's a contact from Militech who's the one who was upset that this thing got stolen. That's how people know it got stolen because she's on the lookout for it. So you could just go and try to get it yourself. But what your character, what V tries to do, what this player did, it was like, I'm going to call the corporate contact and just go to her and be like, hey, I can help you find this thing, give me info. And so you set up a meet underneath, like, the basically in the LA Canal underneath a bridge. Do you know what I mean? Huh. In the dried out LA Canal. It's a night city, but night city is kind of a Northern mega city. Northern California is where they said it was. Yeah, sad. it's like a sprawling mega city across the, the California coast. Um, and you go to meet her, and it's this, again, super tense moment where she doesn't fucking believe that you're not involved with this. Um, and eventually gives you this, like, $50,000 chip like cred card to be like all right fine like you've talked me into it they do that they again they put well, it again in like fucking so, brain but, but oh. before uh this meeting actually occurs like there's a moment where you're on the bridge looking right. down on the characters and she's gotten gone to uh uh what was it called? The, what's the, the ripper doctor? dock the ripper dock yeah, and yeah. like you get some upgrades which is some gnarly body horror shit that like happens it doesn't, go too, too, it doesn't far. go too far it goes far enough to make that i was in my in my seat going, mm. Mm-hmm. And yep. in the moment where it would go too far for a lot of people, it pulls away yep. and lets your imagination do the rest yep. of the work, which it's is really, really effective. Um, but one of them you get is where, like, you know, the uh, you can analyze enemies. It gives you levels, health, like, yeah. how powerful they are. And you look down, and it's, like, very clear that, like, the vehicle they have, the level that they are, like, you should not fight these people. Right. And yet, and yet... The, the demo went through a moment where she's going to collaborate with these people or at least, like, play along with them and get this credit card. But uh, you also had the opportunity, again, to hit Y, draw a gun. In fact, like, that, that moment was cool because it wasn't even draw a gun. It was take gun. I think it was oh, yeah, you can take the gun you would off take the, the bodyguard's gun who had it pointed at you. Um, and, and, the, and the person in the demo was like, you probably shouldn't do this. You probably shouldn't I'm do gonna this. But I'm going to do it. But you could I do would it. Do, I would do it. I want right. to see it. You know, I, yeah. you I hit quick save. I hit quick save. I want to mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. Um, at that point, you end up going to this mission. You, they give you the chip. You go. You try to get the robot. It all falls apart, of course, in a beautiful way. And and incredible gunfight, which we should talk about again in a second when we like talk about what combat looks like. But it ends on this moment of the woman who is the Militech like hmm. corporate corporate sponsor oh, who some wants good this. Lines here. Really good lines. I wish I'd written those down, but I was basking. And it ends with her basically being like, you know. Maybe if you keep up trying a to hustle, of years. in a couple of years, you could be someone important and meaningful like me. Huh. Like, you little bitch. Like, yeah. you're nothing to me. And there's this dread sense that is like, I can see why that would be appealing for my character. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know what the arc of this game is, but that feels like it will be a constant temptation. And in fact, even from character creation, one of the things you do is create your character's backstory. Like, you know, you're picking... 
three options on four or five different questions. Sure. So it's like, oh, are you um, someone who's like a hacker? Are you someone who's like a street samurai with like cyber implants? Or did you used to be, did you used to work for a corporation? Like what was your situation? And so like I can imagine even from the jump being someone who has those connections um, and who could go in that direction. And I think that's the fact that that feels at play and that they, based on talking to people there, talking to someone there, it they know that that is the core thing. That that is part of the... They want to tempt you. They want to tempt because, you. Because, like, it, most games are a power fantasy. Right. And, like, you're stunned... This is a, like, a setting about, like, the underprivileged, the underclass. Yeah. And, yes, you want to get yours. You want to, you know, move up the chain. But what does it mean to move along that right. chain? It seems like this game is going to constantly a push and pull between, like... Are you tricking those people to move ahead right. or are you actually becoming the thing that you hate? Or are you not engaging with that at all and instead are working – like there seems like there is – it's not – even that is not – doesn't seem in this de- gameplay demo. It's not, like it's it's not a binary. binary. You could right. easily just be – I'm a mercenary. I'm right. just a merc. You know, I'm just right. working my way through. I'm better than those – the scum on the bottom and I'm, and I'm better than the people on the top because fuck them. But I'm still like, – there seems to be a range of potential role play options, which I'm not surprised by. Yeah. Um, two other big things. One – we talked about the density of, like, apartments and interiors. This game had, like, a fallout moment for us, I think. The, like, the the moment of, like, the Fallout 3, the doors open, the, the Skyrim or the Morrowind or, the, or the, uh, the, the Oblivion moment. Where you get a sense of the world in a way that's like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. It, whereas a Fallout in a Morrowind or a Skyrim is like, oh, look how big this place yeah. is. I can see that mountain. I'm going to go there. This is, like, the opposite. Of that, Which is like, you, I can't believe how there's so much here that doesn't matter. Mm. But it's here anyway. The amount of NPCs that you see around you, and usually when you see a game dense with NPCs, they're just packed into a place and they're just kind of wandering aimlessly. Like, you look around, and this is where, like, you cannot keep up with the amount of individual things that are happening I, around you. Like, it is, yeah. it actually, it was, a, it was a moment where, like, how could they finish this game? Yeah. Like it, it, it is. It's writing a very big check. I'm like, I, I. There are literally hundreds of NPCs in these like, like Shibuya Crossing sort of like right. situations where it's just like you look around and like there's vendors and like there are so many things in the UI where like as you're looking around like there are a thousand things I could go do right now. Yeah. Like these, sh- like I was getting anxiety over how like <laughs> the amount of things you're going to be able to do in this game in a really exciting way. Right, but like it's. You're right about a big check. I do think they are capable they showed, of cashing it, yeah. but it's it is a game that made me feel bad for other games. Yeah, <laughs> other times we we had a running joke, which was like, "Oh, they're making a sequel to Blank. Oh, this is a sequel to Syndicate, the cyberpunk shooter. Oh, this is a sequel to Deus Ex. Oh, this is a sequel to Fallout. Like the ways in which there are dialogue options. The ways in which like we're not even talking about. There's a stat system. You're leveling up. You're choosing new skills. You get perks. Like all that stuff is there. And then there's the combat, which whatever misgivings we had in that first encounter by the end in which it becomes this wall, the way that this character was built running on walls, uh, hacking into people. There's a moment where <laughs> oh, the virus fuck man. Oh my God. So they, she knocks out a person and he goes into his brain with a wire, right? Hacks from like drops the wire out from the USB cable. It's a basically. USB cable okay. from her brain, puts it into his brain and it's like, Oh, I'm going to access your squad's whole network. And I'm going to, Add a back door to the rest of the people in your school. It's like a reason. So, like when you, if you get up behind an enemy, you can do non-lethal takedowns. Right. So, maybe that there'll be more implications of that. Yeah. But one of the things you can do in a non-lethal takedown is that you can then jack into that character, and then you have options, including manipulating these squads. So in this case, it was like, okay, well, we have enough points or whatever to 
turn there are two squad guys down below in the squad and she turns off the gun she like makes the gun unfireable for one of them and then she reveals she jams she it with a virus with a virus she vi- right, exactly then she reveals that she has do you remember in the original like teaser trailer for this the woman who had the blade yeah. arms mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. has those oh and she just jumps down and knifes the one guy with the gun that works and then turns and looks at the guy whose gun doesn't work. And he's like, sitting there going like, click. Oh, oh, and oh. we've seen this stuff. We've seen it in Batman. We've seen it in other things. But here, partially because of the perspective, partially because of the fidelity, it's scary. It's like, oh, you're, you are a thing to be feared. And not in a power, not only in a power fantasy way. It is just a, yo, like this is an incredible combat experience moment. But it is also like. This you, is the Neuromancer, like yeah, we've made, you, like the devil This is Molly fears. Millions. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Like wow. that is the closest I've seen of a game for Molly. Like, exactly. Um, on top of like guns that do wild shit. Ba- bullets that bounce off. Like, <coughs> bullets they, that yeah, bounce off they, yeah, there was a weapon they show where like. Someone's hiding behind cover, and it's just like you get like the straight up, like you see the line and how it bounces off, and it's like ping, 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 and it goes around. And there was yeah. another one that was like a swarming missile where you just like generally it's, aim in the direction. It's of like someone, a smart pistol from Titanfall, but it's a rifle, um, a shotgun that can blow through cover or that can like load up different energy rounds, like all sorts of neat like. And they don't so feel much of, they don't feel like magic because this is a other no, cyberpunk no, game. Sometimes feel, I don't feel like you're these feel weighty and material yeah. and like they again they they feel heavy they feel like and partially because i think some of that is, is reinforced in some of the mechanics right like one of the besides the eye upgrade that she gets she also gets a hand upgrade that lets her use locked weapons um which presumably is like oh yeah all weapons are bio locked but now with this you can like pick up magic yeah you can pick not up magic, not, not pick them up from, but like you can right. you can hack into them and use them um, all guns are your gun. All right, exactly. <laughs> uh, which I love the idea of like, oh, or I could not get that upgrade, right? Like, could I do a, a version of this build where I'm like, I don't care about that. I'm using all melee weapons, so I can use any melee weapon. Right. Um, or I'm really going into self modification. Uh, there's just there was a a I get what that game is. Um, I get that that's the loop. It's going out on missions, going out on side missions. It's exploring Night City. There's a car chase. There's like. Which I didn't expect there to be cars in this game, even though there was a car in that trailer. Um, I need to go back and watch that trailer because there were sequences. We saw the robot yeah. boxing gym, yeah, which we did. you may recall in the trailer. That's just in that game where there is just like... You're just in an area and you're just watching them spar. And yeah. presumably you can sit there because it's CD Projekt Red. You could probably sit and watch that for five, ten oh minutes. And it would just continue yeah. to Or go over and interact with it, which was an option. And actually right? the, the, uh, the Ripper doc that you go and talk to, like at the conclusion of that sequence is that... He's also just like he's this older, crusty dude, and he's actually obsessed with boxing. But I think he's actually watching an actual. I don't box. know. I, I don't. He might be watching an old boxing match. Yeah. But either way, like he like finishes like doing your eye stuff, mm-hmm. and he's just like, I'm gonna go watch this boxing match. And yeah. like they're, it's all that ambient stuff which CD Projekt Red is so good at. There's something different about this one because it's so tightly packed. Because like the world is both huge and also like incredibly claustrophobic. There's something about the density that feels just on a different level than I've experienced in other games where like where other games have like oh you go to a square and like there's like a that's where all the stuff is like this game every corner it feels like there's going to be something else I feel like we've spoken a lot I've said a lot oh the jump from the Xbox or the PS2 era to the Xbox 360 PS3 era we're not going to have another jump like that because the jump to HD is so meaningful and it's like hard to this is the first time I've seen a demo that's like wait this is going to this is what games are like now, visually. So dense, so packed with detail. 
So, and to an effect, like I, I, the thing I want to underscore here is that it was not just a pretty game. I've seen, we see lots of pretty games. E3 is filled with pretty games. It's filled with, it's filled with games that do attempt some sort of density or that can, that can impress you with, with technology. We, we saw Beyond Good and Evil 2 and that game, that demo ends with a very No Man's Sky style thing in which you go like, hey, Three minutes ago, we were in a temple inside of a building on this planet. Then we zoomed out and showed you at like the street level. Then we showed you the kind of like neighborhood level. Then we showed you the city-wide level. Then we showed you the planet or like the region-wide, then the planet-wide, then the galaxy-wide. Like zoom, zoom, zoom. Right, but technology in service of what? Exactly. And Beyond no Good effect- the Beyond Good and Evil demo does not end with like, and that makes the game better. It's more right. like, that tech's cool. And maybe it'll work itself out. I would love for it. But so. like, the, like the Cyberpunk demo was a an exercise and like, we built this tech to do this to make you feel to communicate a feeling yes. to communicate a place yeah. to communicate uh, a structure to and communicate it like works a, exactly the yeah. way I think they wanted it to totally uh, I, it was, and then we get to speak to again uh, one of the designers uh, someone who was on the development team mm-hmm. about I forget what role he had and it's late he's a designer okay uh, and you know one of my one of the things so today Polygon ran Polygon ran a story about the Division Two, oh, <laughs> in which there's this yeah. amazing exchange where uh, Charlie Hall is speaking mm-hmm. to a dev on or, or a comms mm-hmm. person on Division Two. I don't, don't know what the role was, um, and is like, so this game uh, takes place in Washington D.C. Like, is there something political you're trying to say here? And they're like, no, 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 this is apolitical. And okay, but like, there's American flags. There's like, blah blah blah. Like, you're charging into Washington D.C. to kill a corrupt, tyrannical. Like, leader, like, what are you saying here? And I was like, oh, no, we just want to explore Washington, D.C. It's like, fuck, okay. Like, you really can't say shit about anything. We spent 20 minutes talking to this dude, and, like, he was like, well, yeah, in the 80s, Reagan and Thatcher were, you know, a big cause of what cyberpunk turns out to be. It is it is a, uh, a genre. Obviously, not everyone who works at CD Projekt Red has the same political perspective, so I can't speak for everybody, and a lot of people working in this game have differences of opinion about a lot of things, but yes, there is a perspective in this game. This is a game about oppression. This is a game about, uh, you know, uh, class. This is a game about kind of uh, economic instability and about the ways in which people are oppressed. There are little people and there are big people. And this game is about how big people hurt little people. And I liked the the line that he used. Mm. like, we're not going to tell you what the message is. Right. But we're not going to pretend there's not a message. We've thought about this thing. We've thought about what this this game is communicating. We're not here to tell you, like, this is what your takeaways from Mm. Cyberpunk 2077 should be. But of course there's something there. And I was like, that's all... That's all any of us have ever wanted to fucking hear is like, hey, just you guys are thoughtful, smart people that don't build this shit for nothing. For nothing, yeah. So it was a very. I I walked away. You know, I'm not a person who's like I'm blown away, but like I cannot imagine having a more. And again, I, I walked into it knowing that it was. A not just a genre I liked, not just a developer I liked, mm-hmm. a franchise I liked, but an entire ethos that I liked, an entire way of game making. We talked about Beyond Good and Evil being a, uh, being so frustrating because Ubisoft is a very wealthy company that could, if they believed in a project, put asset, put resources on it to make sure that they could create the assets they need. If they really thought that was the, the a project to pursue, they have the ability to do that. That might make, mean making a hard choice and deciding another project can't happen or meaning that this one can't happen right now. That is part of what having resources is. Unfortunately, we do not live in a post-scarcity society. Um, CD Projekt Red has the opposite position, which is they kept saying, we can't make a bad game. 
um, partially out of like pressure of the notion of like we need to we made The Witcher three. <laughs> we were doing a follow up to that fucking thing that so many people loved, but partially because it it felt almost like we don't take many chances. We give ourselves a long amount of time, which means we're not at the plate swinging over and over again and hoping for a home run. We have to hit the ball. We have to make progress on this thing. And so it felt like the opposite, which is like, if you are one of these big companies, do the fucking thing. To do it, you do it. And like, they spent the money to do this. They put the resources in place to do this. They brought in the talent to do this. I hope that they stick the landing because the the demonstration was so beautiful. You know, the the exhibition of talent, the exhibition of what could be done here is so thrilling. And I hope that they manage to stick the landing on it. Not because I am afraid of eating crow or something, like, but because as excited as I am about this is how disappointed I would be if they don't stick the landing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I haven't seen a demo like this. It's it was wild. Uh, and then I got to completely fanboy out because Mike Pondsmith, which is in the other room, Mike Pondsmith, who wrote the original Cyberpunk twenty twenty or before twenty twenty, he wrote Cyberpunk the RPG and then twenty twenty and then version three. And I finally got to go up and be like, I like your work a lot, Mister Pondsmith. Hi, my name is Austin. I walked like we were both sitting there. And I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm like, it I'm gonna go walk good. away and I'm gonna watch this happen. And it was. Uh, it was I walked very over cute. and Aww. I mean, Cyberpunk 3.0 version three has some su- such cool shit in it. It's a game that I don't think is particularly super good. Uh, it has some really neat ideas about moving away from the like leather and chrome and mirror shade stuff of 2020 and the 80s version of Cyberpunk, and looking at kind of like bio and way more transhumanist way more like blending you know human bodies with animal bodies and and non non you know uh uh, earthly bodies altogether Uh, and it has this really great idea of a thing called the data crash which is like written in 2006 2007 about the idea that like oh all the data in the world is corrupted by this virus uh, the, the, there is a paper virus that destroys all written records or many written records. Written records are exceedingly rare. And so suddenly everything has a veracity index. Everything's on Verit. Everything is like you can't trust anything 100%. Like it's – there's 30 versions or 300 versions of video of Richard Nixon resigning that the virus has created. Which one do you trust? Like, OK, well, I guess the one that we all collectively agree upon. And it's like very much was a decade ago making me think about the inevitability of the eradication of, of kind of truth in media, right? Mm-hmm. Way before the words fake news were ever uttered, Mike Pondsmith was dreaming about when we wouldn't be able to trust videotape. And it's so cool to see him to see him get this. Like for me, so much of this is like, yo, you scribbled down this idea for like rock and roll cyberpunks in the nineteen eighties. And also like Mike Pondsmith is like a you know, a fifty something year old black dude who like embodies everything that I could hope to be as a creator in terms of understanding the medium and understanding the genre. And so it was so nice to actually meet that dude and say, yo, you figured this shit out. Nice work and congrats. Like, this is a dream. Like, you don't have to dream no more. You got real shit. That was very nice. I'm glad I got to have the very rare fanboy moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was our cyberpunk experience. That's Sorry beautiful. for just going a mile a minute. I could talk about this for another three hours. I really could. I wish that demo was out there because... It will be. It will be. It will And be. you'll see. It's, it's the only time I ever wanted to, like slow like walk through do, like, by a frame. commentary 100%. and like didn't get a chance to like look at all the fake fucking you know brands, brands and like which oh. I'm sure are all extremely yeah yeah so that'll be that'll come 
That'll it come. will. It will. Don't mean to be a hype man, but I, I, do. I don't know if I, don't I, don't, know if I couldn't have been. The reason I'm not a hype man most of the time is because like right. when I want to double down, and be like, yo, they showed some shit. I right. want it to count. And like right. it seemed to count. I think there's stuff here that will be abrasive. I think the main character is really harsh. Is like even even like the dude who they showed narrating the trailer that was at the Microsoft show mm. was like a little too like edgelordy. And she's a little edgelordy too, but there are these moments where you can feel it's a posture. Um, yeah. And that's cool, where you can feel that it's like, oh, she's trying to be hard because if she isn't, she'll get fucking eaten up out here. Right. Um, nice. And I think, I think there's probably some language stuff here, right? There's lots of like dudes calling you a pussy, right? There's lots of like tons of like... I'm dropping fuck way more often than I normally do because I'm just like in that cyberpunk mode. But it is like willing to be super grimy. And even even just, she is using language. Oh, 100%. It's all over the place because maybe situational. Words I wouldn't say. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and it didn't bug me that much because the... It, it felt was, within the aesthetic? Yeah, it felt like it was within the unity of effect there. It didn't feel cheap, which I think is... The voice acting with, is very good. The writing oh, is yeah. very good. Yeah, but I'm and saying so, there are things that I think could could make this something that could be too harsh for somebody. Right. This, there is a world in which, just like The Witcher 3 has some shit that I think puts people off for fair reason. I don't think this is like the game for everybody in that way. But it is like the cyberpunk game, the game for everybody. Right, right. Ubisoft does, right? And like... <laughs> That's not a that's not a shot Tom at Ubisoft. Clancy's game for everybody, right? Game for people who like think that you can march on Washington D.C. without it be meaning anything, right? So I, I get the desire to have that. I, I would rather them take the chance here and try to make something very voicey and very unique. All right, I, I think I've got it out of my system. I've sweated all out. I'm gonna drink this beer and then we can all go to bed. Beer and Cyberpunk bed. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, Rob, yeah. you're gonna see that tomorrow. I'm excited for you. Yeah, Dude, now I'm like, I, I just want to sneak in with you. What time? What time? Yeah, yeah, maybe you two I'll, should uh, both go. Yeah, you should try to please. What time? If it schedules what time out, are you going? Twelve o'clock. Oh, I think I have an appointment. Try to figure it out. Figure it. Try and see. We'll right. see it Thursday. I know you don't. I think your Thursday is pretty light. If you can get in touch with I them, I might be able to. It's yeah. you can even just go with Rob. Ask them. Okay, like I, I hadn't even thought about it as an immersive Thursday. sim. I hadn't even thought about it as an immersive sim. Because the things you were talking about with that, I was like, but also like. Yeah. Not to keep going down this road, but like it doesn't feel. So when we talked about the death of the immersive sim, yeah, right. There's a there's a there's a there's an archetype. There's a template. This game, when you look at it, if you love immersive sims, you look at it, it's like, oh, I see it here. But it doesn't feel like one of those games. Right. Okay. Like when we played it, I I wept for the Deus Ex team because this this feels like I like those two Deus Ex games, right? But they feel like very much like just evolutions like uh, modernizations of a thing that already existed. Yeah. This feels like, and again, you know, caveat of how they'll, you know, execute out in the end, feels like what would you actually as a dream want a Deus Ex to be as a sequel? Right. Not just that game with better graphics and a new story, but like what would you want Deus Ex to be in 2018? And this game felt like that without feeling like that. I don't, I, like, yeah. this is going to be a situation. Being its own thing. Yes. Being its own voice. Right. Yeah. But you see it. Like, if you like, yeah. this, like, when we were talking about, like, where would Arcane go after this, like, it's a different context. It's, like, it's it's taking that DNA and doing something different with it, and this game feels just like that. I was actually frustrated as they were going from room to room, and I was like, yo, I know, like, the story's supposed to keep going, but, like, there's, like, fucking boxes you got to look through. And I'm sure, you, I'm sure you're going to be able to do yeah. that in this game. Um, and I was like, I was like itching when like I, scan stuff I thought so I was like bad. I thought I saw something flashing in the corner, and like that oh. probably means there's like some ammo or some junk you could collect. So like, 
some I emails know that lady to read. Is dying in the tub, but like, there's probably these like six things you could pick up. <laughs> this is yeah. This was I I I'm just trying to pump the brakes on the the fear of hyperbolics a little bit here, which is I suspect people will see this demo in two months or a month or a yeah. week. Who knows? When they whenever they make a version of this demo that they're happy to just like release as a video, they'll release it. And I think maybe after hearing us, you'll be like, oh yeah, that was cool. Right. Just like. Please imagine that what we thought we were going to get was Deus Ex, Deus Ex, Ex, hmm, Deus mm. Ex uh-huh. uh, Mankind Divided 2, right? Which is a neat game, but right. like is sparse, is gray, um, is not apolitical, but in fact puts you in certain positions, but plays with politics without ever actually um, necessarily treating some of the language that, that it uh, is, is co-opting with the uh, you know that's unfair I think the actual game did better than the marketing, the marketing did was the marketing this, was way yeah. worse than that game yeah. but like it's it's a it's a it's just the thing we'd seen before I thought we were going to see one of those and we saw a different thing and it go it goes steps our, further than I was expecting right. in a way that I was like it makes you very excited about the potential of where it could yeah. go yeah so I'm excited we'll see how that goes that is going to do it for us tonight, I think. Yep. As yes. always, you can follow There's us. There's things we can talk about, but we're just not going to do it tonight. Yeah, not tonight. Twitter.com slash waypoint for us. Also, do score Walker here. Danielle, what about you? At Danielle or I. Rob. Okay. L.A. Rob? Uh, at Rob Zachney. There you go. Patrick Klepek. At Patrick Klepek. What, what are people seeing tomorrow? Fuck, we like good brief, question. Brief, brief, like, teasers. Yep. Last of Us 2, I'm doing, and an, doing interview, an interview. Which, yeah. is, which is good. Uh, Tomb Raider. Right. And... There's a third one. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a don't nod thing. My guess is right. probably see a little bit more of that. Uh, right. Captain. 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 Fantastic. No, Captain. Underpants. Sure. <laughs> is that that right? game. That game. The game that comes out. Uh, 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 I'm going to see. Uh, we're going to see uh, Dying Light 2. Yep. Psyched for that. Uh, I'm going to go see Resident Evil 2. Nice. Um, and then I'm gonna go play Rage Two. <laughs> it's a day of all, twos. All two, twos. two twos. I have a Konami unannounced thing tomorrow. Is that? I heard that might be a mobile track and field game. Oh, I saw something about that. Something? Yeah, I have to look it up. I'm actually a little curious. Maybe, maybe we can Not trade. gonna lie. Trade. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, you're curious about that mobile track and field game? Go check that out, Danielle. Out. I used to go. <laughs> I used to be like to the, the Majesco. Remember, there was like a Majesco booth. Majesco I used to have to go oh God, and like. Majesco. No, I'm not saying they didn't, but babysitting mama. Was not fair. maybe one of their True. best. Yeah, fair. And I used to have to like do a write up of each and every game uh-huh. at like the five hundred five <sighs> booth, the Majesco. Yeah. Oh man, I've, like, I've been there. Michael Phelps swimming See, simulator on Connect. That all, was a game. <laughs> it was a game. Oh boy. Now we just do this, and then you're done. Well, I'm not done. I got it. No, but I you edit, edit it. But, but I'm going to be in my underwear in bed editing this. There you go. And you know that's the vision you should all take. Cyberpunk 2077. Edit podcast in bed. What are you doing tomorrow, Rob? Uh, Metro Exodus. Hell yeah. Total War Three so Kingdoms. excited to talk Woo. to you about that. Oh, are you? You've seen Total War? Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Woo. I'll talk to you about both of those tomorrow. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also have Untitled Publisher, which is the oh, yeah, Chris that's Dwyer cool. stuff. There's going to be yeah. three things there that I'm excited to see. And Zone of the Enders on PC, which is like another one. You're the mech. Two, three, make of a game. Uh, Zone of the Enders 2, which is a really great game. Uh, and then uh, it's just on PC, so it's like I want to see it look good. I'm not doing the VR one, but just the cool. 4K Zone of the Enders probably looks all probably looks all right. right. Uh, we already talked about Natalie and Danica are going to see tomorrow. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's going to do it for us today. God, in this terrible cyberpunk dystopia of ours, what do we what do we tell them? Be good and be good at it. 
We Gucci. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.